podcast, episode number thirteen seven. Yeah. How about oh that? my lord, thirteen seven. <laughs> <laughs> I figured why not. I thought about it. It's not like a good football score, too. You know, thirteen Omaha. seven at the half. Omaha. Omaha. Yeah. <laughs> and we're talking about sons today. Good sons, bad sons, and the sunshine of my life. Who uh, are right in this in this area here? So Watson. we got B, we got C. Yeah, him too. Watson. <laughs> and very special guest, finally making his way here. We've been talking about it back and forth for a little bit now. And um, co-host of the Friday Nightmares podcast. Now we've had his co-host twice. Now he's going to start to catch up. So the man himself, <laughs> Mister Smoke Show, Scott Crawford. Welcome, my friend. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. Thank you very much for having me on. I've been looking forward to recording with you guys for a long freaking time. That should have happened earlier. Should have <laughs> happened earlier. Show in here. Yeah, I, I blame Brandon. <laughs> I love, I love that nickname. The I'm kind of jealous of that nickname. The fumes from this fucking smoke show. <laughs> yeah, I was like, be careful how much you inhale. You might die. <laughs> Honestly, that's got to be your line when you go. Like, just just come into a room, kick the fucking doors open, and and use that line. <laughs> Smoke shows in the house. Should. Yeah. Should I do that? Should I do that when I go date? Go out on my first date too? Introduce myself with Smoke Show. <laughs> oh, in the third person. In the third person. Yes. Every room you go into, like the, you go into a restaurant, you do it into the restaurant. You go to the movie theater, you do it in the movie theater. You enter the theater, you do it. In the, you do it in the theater. I want hey, that would be. Is there, is there fire in here? Because man, there is a smoke show going on. Smoke shows in the house, and that's it. You should get a tattoo. Get a tattoo, like right, so you can flex, and it can be like right here. You yeah, get a, no, know? get a big SS on your forehead. That would be oh. awesome. <laughs> Make it cool looking too. Kind of slant it a little bit. Like yeah, that, get, like, the, get the slanted. Yeah, kind of make it look like, like almost like a Metallica symbol. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> You look like a, a, a superhero. Yes. yes. It'll just look like the lightning bolt between the AC and the DC, so you'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. It'll work. <laughs> I don't think there will be any issues whatsoever. Exactly. Hire a couple guys we'll to film you 24-7 so you just look important. Like, they just follow you around and you just... Because then you won't feel as embarrassed by doing it. And then the per- the girl that you're dating would be like, this guy's somebody. Why do you true. assume it, Why do you assume it's a girl? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He did volunteer. I'm sorry. He did volunteer yeah. for the um to be the unofficial third uh, date for Brandon after the yeah. dating game because we couldn't he get volunteer. Them. He won. Yeah. We, we yes. had no He's officially the fluffer. When God, the I haven't seen each other for eight months. <laughs> it's been a threesome. What are you talking about? I know it's, it's been true. a threesome. See, you're it's you true, officially have to cut the balls. The, Heather knows she's the third wheel. Then that is also <laughs> very true. <laughs> I just want to nestle up inside Brandon's hair. Yeah, I just want to lay in his beard. I want to. I want to like a beard hammock. I, know, I did shorten it though, so it's gonna be a little bit t- tighter space in there now. No, it's not as much for me to hold on to and pull. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I'll let it grow out, baby. All right. Wow. I, I almost <laughs> want to jump into reviews right away. <laughs> I just want to jump into what? Reviews. reviews? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We uh, longest intro in history, last show, to the shortest yeah. on the next. <laughs> yeah. Like, we need to cut this off now. <laughs> I'll just start grabbing Fangorias. I got, I got 30 of them now. Here, look, let's read this letter. Look. <laughs> we thought the intro when we had Lacey and Carly on that was long, was... and then we trumped it last show. We didn't think it was long with Lacey. We thought it was awkward. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry. I, I, met, I met long. Dave, look, Dave looks like he's uh, melting. He's broadcasting from a uh, like inside a mitochondria. It looks like the inside of a cell. I feel like I'm back in like middle school science class. All right. <laughs> like it's the trippiest one I could find, thanks to you. That's what I'll do every week. I'll have a different psychedelic one. I'll start adding my own, and it'll be different backgrounds for like, you know, it'll all next, be trippy shit. Next week, Scott's gonna be my background, so Scott's gonna look like he's still here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Always here. Up close picture of my beard. So who's the funny one? Who's the funny one on the show, Scott? I it's Scott, I think it, it's Scott, but Heather thinks she's the funny one. No, I I think they're both. I I it's hard. They're like equally equally funny. The funniest thing that Heather's done recently is on that post that Jason Smith did, where or I did about me being on Jason Smith's show, and then Brandon chimes in about two virgins talking about women. I'm like, we both have kids, you idiot, and and then Heather's like. Uh, I only see one virgin, and that was that's comedy gold. Just no, narrowing it in on you. Gold because I'm calling two guys who have multiple children virgins. That's the joke of it. I know, I know what the joke is. I just found her response even funnier. No, she 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 came to me. She's like, "Did you see Christian? Thought I was so funny." I'm like, "Don't listen to fucking Christian. He's also Canadian." How many famous Canadian co- comedians do you know? I, I wasn't. Comedians. I wasn't bribed. Comedians. I wasn't bribed to bring that joke up again either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like, and uh, I think Brandon is head because yeah, Heather is definitely the funniest. <laughs> I don't know though. Well, I think it's even Steven. I, I mean, I've laughed equally about and and I listen probably the most infrequently, and I'm, I, I say that honestly because I've told, I've said it on the show. I haven't really been listening to podcasts, and really, one of the only podcasts I have been listening to is your show. You barely oh, have recording podcasts. If you can call what you do record. <laughs> Too busy smashing VHS tapes. I got priorities here. <laughs> Actually, speaking of smashing VHS tapes, for one, love the freaking video. But could oh, you do you. me a could you do me a favor, Christian? Could yeah. you do an, uh, another smashing VHS tape, but instead of the VHS, use Brandon's face? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking guys got Look at this. I love <laughs> I think you might be on more often. I love this. <laughs> Scott, did you tell him what? Scott's giving away a case of Flint drinking water today. Oh, <laughs> free wow. poison for everyone. What happened? What are you talking about? Um, I forgot what I was going to say the first time. The second time I was going to say, <laughs> sorry. Uh, the second time I was going to say, B, don't you have a giveaway today? We have like five giveaways. We should probably do that Howdy. at some point. I can't keep up. I don't know what what you do. You mentioned something about the giveaway, and then we went off on a on a down a couple fucking roads. I don't know what what we were doing with it, but I knew there was oh, something coming. John Rhodes, how, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Mister yeah. Levi five hundred one, the guy oh, yeah, you Levi see the <laughs> he cut he cut his his mustache into a handlebar. Obviously, you could tell he likes Brandon because only a Brandon follower would do something that ridiculous. No, John, all joking aside, you'll, you'll look good, man. The only thing missing was a 10-inch cigar hanging out of your mouth. That would have yeah. made the picture perfect. The, the big black cock hanging out of your mouth every other week. <laughs> We've been on for five minutes. Scott's got pussy jumping in and out of his lap. It's going to happen all show, fellas. He's the smoke <laughs> show. See? How do you like that? Wow. Whew. See? See, this is what happens when you work with Heather. Your ego just gets shot right up. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Brandon the way he is then? 
I'm the only one who sees she's not that funny. (laughs) You know what makes it even better? It's like, maybe this is a Canadian thing, but I think it's comedy genius. You gotta laugh at your own joke. I'm king at this, and Heather does it as well, and she's got an infectious laugh, so you can't help. Like, she could not even finish the joke. She could be like, knock, knock. Yep. <laughs> yeah, th- thanks for going with it, guys. Fuck. Her, la- her laugh is so infectious, I have to get two shots of penicillin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, at some point, isolate her laugh and then put it in the background as a laugh track for our own show. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. But no, that's ex- that's the secret to comedy. You got it. There's momentum. You got to build. We've said it here before. You can't not laugh at your own joke. No, I'll say like I even chuckle at my own jokes most of the time, but most of mine fall chuckle. flat. So I'm just the only one laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it's good though. You got like I said, got to go with it. Someone out there thinks it's funny. Well, I guarantee it. Exactly. Levi. Levi thinks it's funny. <laughs> Levi. They're on a fucking short name basis. Levi. Levi. <laughs> This poor bastard. He doesn't even know we... Well, he knows we exist, thanks to you. He doesn't even but care. I mean, he... It's fine. Yeah. We care. It's, it makes it even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. He's still putting up pictures every day. I got this. I got that. And... I like that one of you brought up the guy who sniffs the VHS tapes, and it was the exact same guy I was talking about like a month ago or two months ago. Is he still in the group? I who think, is he? I'm not in the group anymore. I left because it was just ridiculous. But yeah, the guy I posts videos and he pulls people. it out. He pulls it out and he sniffs it first. Yeah, that's, that's the part of his routine. I from when I was in the group. Yeah. What? Insane. He like a, and he looks like a serial killer. Yes, <laughs> he does. But nobody yeah. knows his name. I no, think it's... I know it, but I feel like I shouldn't shame him. I know, oh, okay. you don't have to. No, I just want to look there. it up. I was curious because I, 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 I've never seen this, this. I believe it starts with a V. A it's Vi. It's Vi. It's Vi. <laughs> Is it Nikki V by chance? It's Ant Vi from. Uh, no. With, he at least. <laughs> Fresh Friends. Ant Vi. I don't know what. I, I can't even oh. comment on it because you're right. There's no real shame in it. He's just making the videos. He's doing his thing. He's almost like yeah. I, he's just like a victim by by uh, like connection, like guilty by association in a sense. Like in the, he's not doing anything wrong. It's just it's crazy. It's just crazy. Like you sniffing he make, VHS. He makes ten second videos where he shows the tape he got. He takes the his uh, box cutter out. He cuts it, rips the plastic off, pulls it out, sniffs it, and yeah. makes a little face, and that's it. That's his videos. <laughs> It's okay. so strange. But it's strange yeah. to me, and it rubs me it, the wrong way. It's strange to everybody, but but my question to you is, and you're probably not going to have the answer, but how many hits does he get? Does he have followers? Do people Are people into it? Does he get ad revenue? Do you fucking See, think I give a shit about... I haven't looked <laughs> I one second beyond watching the video and going, that's fucking ridiculous. And then us talking about it here is probably the most energy. But that's it. I don't know. I it, Literally, those videos, I think, are, I, again... I'm not in there, so I don't know. I think they're just posted to that group. So it would get, like, the, whatever the normal hit rate would be in that group. There's only there's only one box I want to smell. High five, high five. High five. High five. <laughs> and it ain't a cut box. It yeah. ain't a cut box. I'll tell you that. Might be cut after I get through with it. All right, high five, high five. <laughs> high five, high five, high five. Only one letter off, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, uh, that's what I want to know. This is a success. Stupid shit is successful. It happens all the, I've been saying it for years. Any idiot can make a million dollars. I don't know what that says about me and the, and the rest of us, but I mean, there are so many stupid ideas take off and people make money off it. And I, and I always say, I'm like, how did this get so big? And I'm like, 
man, and I just can't help it. I'm like, you know, then like like Jim in the shower this morning, looking down, going, how did this get so big? I know, I know Chris Junior. I saw Christian smile. I'm like, he's thinking of Junior. I knew it. And you can't not like that's the saddest part of it. I have Junior in my mind. Hey now, you're not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you don't have Junior in your mouth. If you don't have Junior in your mouth, you're all right. It was tickle in the back of her brain. <laughs> yeah, baby. Where is she, the wrench? Where is the oh, wrench? <laughs> I got a fucking hammer for that wrench, you know? <laughs> she let you shower oh, this morning. Hammer. My hammer. Oh. I'm a beat. Oh, I don't your mean... love hammer. Yeah, no, 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 no. I wouldn't. No. Oh, never. Um, I thought you were the Hellraiser. <laughs> awesome. But I want, this is what I want to know. There's success with things like this sometimes. Look at, like, people ate Tide Pods. And did, did somebody, I knew a lot of people were doing it. But was this started because somebody made a video and they kept doing it and it became a challenge? Did somebody, like, you know, like, have a, a million hits as a result? Or is it just a bunch of people sharing that million hits? You know what I mean? I, I think it's kind of a mixture of both because like, yeah, I think it's also kind of like right place, right time type situation with a lot of these trends. Like it just Ooh. happens when something is going out, like going out of style and something they're like, oh, something new. And it's ridiculous. Why not? Yeah, but they get paid. See, this is like, like Jeremy always makes fun of me. And uh, we talk about this and then you talk about the Patreon. I talk about what I'm buying and he always, you know. He always makes fun of me about it, and he's supposed to be the people they bust his balls all the time. You know, he's always trying to pinch a penny, and he's Jewish and all that shit. So he puts up with a bunch of flack. So it's like my uncle used to say. I have this uh, – he's Italian, of course, and he used to tell me this. I'll tell you. He goes, the Italian will put the Jew to shame. That's what he told me. So people – it's not as advertised, but Italians are very fucking tight with their with – their, they pinch pennies till, till fucking Lincoln cries. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, and they're always looking. I to like make that saying. <laughs> yeah, see, and we're always looking to make a buck the easiest way possible. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with hard work either. But when I see people getting all these hits on YouTube and they're getting ad revenue and this and that, and I'm like, yeah, I want money. And people, you know, Jeremy makes fun of it with me, and I'm like, this is my response. Money means the most to the people that don't have it. That's how I sum yes. it up. It's true. Maybe one day when I had a bunch of money, my, my endless pursuit. You know, I, I would chill. But, like, I can't help it. But when I see things blow up on YouTube or blow up anywhere, I'm like, well, if they could do it, why can't I? Or, or we, you know, the podcast, for example, you, whatever. You, you what can, but it, it means videos? it really does me. <laughs> oh, look. Oh, we didn't make it all the way through this time. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, – I've lost my erection. The problem with it is <laughs> that – it's always the stuff like, A, you've got to be dedicated. You could do it, but it means that you've got to keep putting out quote-unquote content. Because what people call content right. nowadays, I'm like, oh my god, who knew? Who knew I could unbox like a fucking toy and it would be, and people would watch it. Who knew that would, right. that would be a thing and, and whatever. But then you build this, and you can't just do one video. It's got to be multiple ones and you build your brand and you and you fucking have to, hey, subscribe to my channel, subscribe to my channel. It, it becomes, it's like a like a full-time, part-time job. It's a pain in the ass to do it. You kind of want it to happen organically. And sometimes someone might have one yeah. video that goes like, my buddy posted Pug versus Baby. It was literally his pug playing with his newborn at the time. The thing has gotten, I I don't want to over, but I think over a million hits. He didn't make any, I don't think he made any money from it. 
I, I don't know that though, but like, I mean, he said people were trying to call him to, to buy the rights for it, to use it. He said he had to disable comments because of people were finally said, how dare you have your baby near the dog and all this stuff. He says, it's crazy, but he did have one video that just blew up. Get that fucking baby away from that cute pug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want a pug. <laughs> yeah. I would embrace it all. Even the hate. Just like the more famous you are, the more hate you're going to. But we said that I said that to Lacey when she was on. She was talking about the YouTube comments and this and that. And it's just celebrities get hate all the time, especially like on Twitter and stuff like that. That's social media. So if you're big enough to get, you know, 75 percent love, 25 percent hate, I welcome it all. It's people are talking about it. People care about what you're doing. That's why I look at it. I mean, he didn't monetize, apparently. But I mean, if three point six million I, hits. 3.6 million hits. I don't know. I didn't ask him. Man, how does he not have ads in his car? I watch videos sometimes. I was watching some yesterday, and ads popped up on their videos. They're 10-minute videos about a guy talking about a you know, a, a mini uh, NES console. And I'm like, well, how the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's what got me started. I was looking at – I saw an advertisement. I have like a, the official mini NES. I forgot what it's called. The retro – whatever the one that comes with like 60 games. Whatever it is, I got that one. It was the one that swept the nation at one point. But I see these advertisements advertisements on facebook i go to the marketplace a lot and i see for 25 dollars, people are selling this one and I, I didn't realize it's been out for two years and it has 620 games on it so right away i'm curious i'm looking into it i go to youtube and i see maybe three or four or five videos when it first it, it, they're two years old and i'm watching people and they're talking about it and they're talking about this and that and it's like 10 to 15 minutes long and they're showing you all the games as they scroll down and yes there are repeats and things but I noticed that not one person, and if I would have been doing this back then, I would have said to myself, I'm going to be the guy that sits down and shows the person that's really interested every single one of those 620 games. I would make a thing of it here. I'm going to set up the camera, turn my computer around. I'm going to show you, even if it's for 30 seconds each, I don't care. I just want to see what these games are and what and how they look and you know, just get a feel. But nobody thought to do that. I'm like, man, that could have been something I think Anyone can make a 10, 15-minute video, but to make a four-hour video showing every single game, I think that would stand out amongst the crowd. I don't know. Call me crazy, that's, but that's what I wanted to see. All right, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, hell, what... you could have even uh, broke that four-hour video down into each single game being in a separate video, too. Get yourself lots of uh, downloads and views that way. Yeah, could six, you imagine? 620 30-second videos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It would have been I, cool, I, but I mean, it's it's three years old now, or two. I, I can't do it now. It's too late. No one's going to be looking true. at it. Well, it's true. It's not hot anymore. It came out a couple years ago, so people know about it. I am going to buy this damn thing because I'm looking at my, it. Uh, I'm like, my biggest hit on YouTube was, uh, I think, a hundred thousand hits, and it was uh, the one of my worst videos. It I was, thought it was the me. One. I thought the biggest. Go what were you going to say? Like, get the joke I, out. Yeah, uh, I thought the... the biggest hit was the one that knocked that tooth out. Uh, well, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> fucking, yeah, fucking, we take a, let's both take our hats off simultaneously. Come on, <laughs> one, two, three, do it. Look at that beautiful hair. Wow, it looks more tame now. Oh, look at him. Jim Croce meets Dracula. Oh, I if I could save time in a bottle, he just needs to dye it red, and he would be Kyle from South Park. That's what or, I always say. Top. Kyle. Yep. 100% Kyle. It's great. 
I want to nest in that hair. <laughs> That's great, man. I like that hair. I like my okay, hair. Okay, he responded already. Yeah. I'm I asked if he would. have hair. Sorry, sorry, Scott. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm interjecting because I thought this was very interesting about the payment. And he says, yes. uh, I asked, did you, okay. did you monetize? He goes, not really. I was paid a couple of hundred for use on a clip show in 2010. It was posted in the early days of YouTube before it was lucrative. Yeah, I mean, I joined YouTube in 2006, I think, like right at the beginning. And there was things being watched, but it really became popular, I think, in 2012, 2013. It had the second wave, which is what built from the kids playing video games the unboxing videos lego kid and all that shit that like these kids my my son was watching unspeakable he loves watching unspeakable they've got like two or three channels one of them is them playing minecraft or fortnite and the other one is is them doing like jackass stuff but in the, the realm of their own house where they're just doing stupid stuff and people watch them and they've got millions of subscribers and they make i think 13 to 20 million a year media from that See? God yeah. saying, wouldn't you rather do that for a living? Stay home and freaking play video games? My God. Yeah, so that would be a nice nice way to make money. That's for damn sure. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I gonna, I keep thinking, I'm going to start my own channel, Smoke out. Show. Christian, Christian, what's your best video? <laughs> you were going to say what's your best oh, video. Oh, I'm was. sorry. I went off track. Yeah, it, well, it's horrible because it's horrible. It's well, a parody. Best one is horrible. <laughs> it's a parody of American Ninja uh, to the song American Woman. And I wrote these really bad lyrics <laughs> and I was sick and my wife and my oldest daughter went away on to, to her, her brother's wedding and, and I had to stay with my youngest. It never came back after we heard it. And I was home with my sick middle child and we were just, we stayed home for it and I was like bored. And so I recorded this thing and I think it was back in 2007, 2008, maybe um, 2007, I think. And it's there, and it's horrible. Like I can't sing. Uh, it's a That's bad right. cover version. Most of your content is is um, you know similar then. Consistent. Consi yeah. Consistent. If you're gonna crack the yeah. joke, get, get the yeah. <laughs> this fucking guy. Shame. Fucking him. stutter much. <laughs> I was but thinking last yeah. night. I was having a conversation with my daughter. Do you think that they're gonna cancel Porky Pig because he stutters? Because it's offensive to stutters. <laughs> I'm, I'm, to, to put a disclaimer my daughter and i had these well listen my daughter and i had these conversations a lot because she's a generation zer and it's funny for her because her generation are the people that are known for the um to be all about cancel culture now she doesn't like it because it's overkill she watches youtube videos and like every other video that's that's suggested for her you know for the stuff she watches is about canceling so she's like just fed up with hearing about it is what it comes down to so we had these conversations about it and I was watching something last. The new Eminem video came out uh, a couple of days ago. It's a new song, and he basically talks about, "I'm not going to be done until you cancel me." There she is, Frankie Z. What, honey? Go ahead, speak. They can't. They can't. I saw that video yesterday. Yeah, you saw the video. <laughs> um, so were, I was going to present that to you, but don't we have conversations all the time about cancel culture, right? Yeah, it's. <laughs> can I voice my opinion here for a second? Yeah, you're not going to offend anybody. You know? Go ahead. Cancel culture is the stupidest thing, unless it involves something really bad like racism, homophobia, whatever. But if it's over a simple joke on Twitter, it is the stupidest thing, and that's what everyone gets canceled for. I'm pretty sure, like, sure. almost all the YouTubers have gotten canceled by Twitter, or, well, canceled, quote-unquote, but um, people still watch them. It's only, like, two people that get offended and decided, oh, I'm not going to support you because of this joke you made, like... I, I tell only my racist jokes on Twitter and YouTube, so 
I, I just don't understand it. I'm kidding. This is the only selfish racist jokes on Twitter and YouTube. So we can't understand. <laughs> oh. Anyway, we do have these conversations about it. So I was like, yeah, will Porky Pig be canceled? Because I've been watching the old Looney Tunes lately because they're on HBO Max. And he stutters. And I wasn't saying it to make a joke. I was like saying it legitimately. Do you think somebody's going to say... Because someone made a crack in, in the Eminem th- feed, and they go, hey, is Elmer Fudd going to be canceled because he's too stereotypical, dumb white guy? And then I started thinking about cartoons, and I was like, what cartoon could be And I'm like, Porky Pig stutters. All it takes is, is somebody to say, you know, like a foundation or someone that's it's an insult, insulting to people who stutter. So it just got me thinking, that's all. Yeah. Anyway, we don't want to spend too much time on cancel culture because that's a whole, you know, it's a very sensitive subject, and we don't like to do that on this show. You, you don't know? want to go down that road. I think they should cancel no. Friday Nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that's we'll just keep doing it in a bunker thing. then after that. In a bunker. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what's funny. When the new Wonder Woman came out, although it wasn't the new one, it was the one that just came out in 1984 because it came to Max. My wife, I don't think she knew there was a Wonder Woman movie before that. You know, because I don't talk about it. So she said she watched it, and, and I had no interest in it, you know. So, so she watched it, and I go, well, how was the Wonder Woman? And she goes, oh, she goes, it was stupid. And she goes, this is, now, this is coming from a black woman. She says to me, since when does Wonder Woman have an accent? And that's all, and I didn't even know the woman that played it had an accent. I knew nothing about it, I promise you. And I said, well, don't you see? I go, you of all people should understand this, because everybody needs to be included. There was once a time when there wasn't black females that would be in this role. So now there's that. Now that means there there has to be this. There has to be. It's never going to end now. But I mean, you have to be cognizant of that. If, Since if, when is Wonder Woman Jewish? I mean, it's a Jewish Wonder Woman we have. She's Jewish oh. too. I thought she She's was from Israeli. Virginia. She's Israeli. Oh, she. Yeah. Wonder Woman is Israeli. How about that, Frankie? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Where were you in the forties? You dropped the ball on that one, Wonder Woman. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> oh, wow. But you saw the Eminem video? Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys see that new Eminem video? Oh, uh, no. no. Just, was it I Peanut just Eminem? Posted today. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Peanut? Pretty cool. Or regular? Peanut. Unbelievable. Pretzel? All right. You can come back later. Come on. Okay. I'll see you in a bit, honey bunny. No, let her, care, if she can, if she can edit, get her to replace Christian. <laughs> <laughs> if she could hear, I let her sit in more, but she can't hear what you guys are saying. Yeah. But, uh, lucky for her. But that, <laughs> but that Porky Pig thing—it might happen. Who knows? Imagine if that happened. You couldn't see Porky Pig anymore. I don't know. I hope not. But whatever. Yeah, that'd be weird. <laughs> it would be weird, but these days, who knows? And it's funny because, no, like I said, I, it's all these Generation Z kids, you know. Apparently, they'll change his name before. They don't call him exactly. Stuttering Pig; they call him Porky Pig. So I think they change the name before they do the stutter, because yes, the stutter is his characteristic. But the fact that he's called Porky Pig, they might be like, you know, slightly overweight pig. It might be offensive to fat people. Porky, don't call him Porky. <laughs> it's true. But I'm, I mean, they did take some of them down, like because I'm watching all the old Looney Tunes, so they go far back. So we all know about they had those old Bugs Bunny ones when he was, uh, wasn't he doing something with the Nazis or was that Donald Duck? There was I'm something not, going on. I think that was Donald Duck. Yeah, yeah Donald I think Duck so. was a really well-known uh, Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> Did he pretend to be or something for that? That I don't know what the hell it was. Hey, 
can't fault him. I probably would have done the same thing back then. <laughs> oh, I don't my know. God. Either way, I, I can tell you this. I don't talk about anything, uh, just like in real life. I don't talk about that type of stuff. My daughter's views do not reflect my own in any way about anything. She just has her opinions. Again, you know, she's going on 15. I have strong opinions at that age, too. Of course, nowadays, they're they're too much in the know. Do you think I cared about the news when I was 15 years? I don't care about it now. I know, but man. I mean... It's very true, though. I mean, this is, yeah. I mean, it's good to a certain, like, I mean, ultimately, they should know and they should care. Yeah, but I, I agree. Yeah. At 15, I was not caring about the news. I was, you know, I threw in my Megadeth shirt and I, I you know, I, I just hope that, uh, that, uh, you know, if I asked that girl out, she'd say yes or that I'd be masturbating that no, night. That's uh, pretty much the nerd. extent of it. <laughs> nerd. Maybe if you were wearing that stupid <laughs> Megadeth shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Megadeth, what a fucking nerd. <laughs> but they're so involved in that like when i was that age i didn't know i didn't care who the president is or what was going on or this and that you know now they have everything they watch youtube they see this and this all of a sudden my daughter was rooting you know what i mean she was anti-trump without with only knowing what my wife told her and what you know my my mother told her which is fine but i would tell her i go frankie here's what i want you to do before you start talking about presidents and politics and this and that Get informed as to why people are saying what they're saying. What's the reason behind it? Don't just jump on the bandwagon. You know, again, I'm not a Trump fan myself, but I'm just saying I want you to be educated. Before what if the band is fish? Me. Would you jump on that wagon? <laughs> <laughs> Hell I think he's yeah, on that bandwagon. Look at his background. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, man. Oh. Yeah, dude. I'm so Trippy, sad. Man. You, YouTube did I'm something so weird though. It just stopped monetizing videos. That's the other thing. So you could have been your channel could have had monetized videos, and then they just they went through these all these new user agreements and whatnot, and then they just I just got emails like uh, last year saying this channel and that channel ones I can't even really access videos for anymore. They're going to discontinue the the Google ads or whatever it was or AdWords. So they were doing things behind the scenes. I think I've got like twenty four bucks sitting in some Google account and I can't even access it. Not that I really care. It's 24, but it, because I have to fill out American tax forms. Well, I don't have an American account. Yeah, but that's wow. like 24,000 Canadian. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so true. You can buy a car with it. I put it in a Bitcoin and I, I just let it ride. Oh, that can would I, be so annoying. Yeah. Could the money come here and I send it to you? No, I, there's no way to transfer it. it. It sits in this in this area, and, it, and after a while, it'll just disappear. It's like literally 24 bucks, the big picture. But it's still, it's the principle of the thing. I'm like, hey, okay, transfer it here. Really, tax papers for 24 bucks? But yes, I have to fill tax papers to access that money. Wait, how much was it? <laughs> you, you, you don't want to say I hate bucks? you. Yeah. There's so much Why? hate, I feel. The, I dropped the H. I hate you. <laughs> oh, that like, sounds like, like a good time to me. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when something is so big they forget it's the huge. That is huge. 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 I love that. It's just like That's Brandon's weird. uh hair. Twenty-four of these fuckers. Twenty-four <laughs> of these fuckers. That's how many it is. <laughs> He's showing up a picture of a buck. In case the people that are just listening, look, look, it looks like your cat's on your shoulder. <laughs> there, it's awesome. Cat's on the <laughs> <laughs> just like she's a bird cat. 
I'll say now that's the third cat that's been on screen since we've started, so. Yeah, Perfect. <laughs> They've all made an appearance one at a time. Which one's that? Yeah, but that, that one's Stormy. Uh, Biff hasn't shown up yet. So we got Wait. four cats. Oh, I got five. How many did you steal from kids? <laughs> five. <laughs> and the pit bull. Poor Lucky. Poor baby. I'm sorry. He's, he's, now. he's been following me around all morning. Like he always does you know, in the morning. We've done this intro so unorthodox, really. I mean, I guess it's a true Exploding Heads intro because we really introduced Scott and then just jumped, talked about Friday Nightmares for like two seconds, joked about Heather. <laughs> I want to know about this. I want to know about this video game podcast that is, I'm starting to see you posting about and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I'll uh, jump into that. We are, uh, it's uh, me, Heather, and uh, my uh old podcast partner also my roommate uh tim williams from the podcast by the cemetery yeah we are doing a once a month show where it's going to be uh strictly gaming doesn't have to be bo- uh, video games it's going to be video game board game card game talk about any- board <laughs> <laughs> shut up Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> but pretty much any type of games it's going to be included in this but uh it's called controllers up cards down the all-star gaming podcast and we're going to be having a, we're doing it, like I said, once a month. So we're going to have a rotating guest. So anybody that plays games from all walks of life, we're going to just have them on. Come on and talk about a board game, talk about whatever, even if it's D&D. We want everybody to come on this. Uh, it's going to, uh, the first episode, probably by the time this is out, the first episode will be out. But it, we're also doing uh, YouTube video as well as audio. Uh-huh. And Good. I'm uh, changing we, the name of the show to just Virgins. <laughs> well, I was going to bring. We, we can't do that because you're not on the show. Oh! What do you guess? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, wait, you're planning on doing this podcast while you the spring hits and you're in the dating scene. <laughs> I was going to crack that joke. <laughs> He's going to bring his Brandon Brandon to beat me to it. Oh yeah. Well, those are the type of women I like to date. The ones that actually know how to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> true. True. If they're into D and D. Or B and D. I have no punchline to that. Or S and M. Or B yeah, or and S&M. S&M. Or ATM. Or DP. Yeah. <laughs> you never go ATM. That's true. MTA. Sorry. Are you sure about that, Christian? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dyslexic. Uh, but we have this actually going to be on the uh, Legion Podcast Network, and we have uh, Bo Ransdell actually doing a lot of the uh, cool stuff for the video. He's adding like a bunch of graphics and like video game stuff in the background while we're talking and wow. yeah, it's, uh, we've been kind of working on it for probably about the last month trying to figure it all out but yeah it's gonna be like a 3x uh show where it's uh nice. like news and releases <laughs> then the second segment uh this is heather's heather's idea but she wants to talk about the uh famous canadian tv show uh top 10 video and arcade <laughs> and uh so we're talking about an episode of that every single episode and then our third act is pretty much uh, just us talking about what we've played or review, reviewing a game or something along those lines. And then the fourth fourth uh, act where you talk about poutine. Yes. And well, then there's the fifth act, the orgy. Yeah. Nice. It's a good way to I end the show. I still don't know what poutine is. Damn it. it how, how do you not it's know? It's so routine at this point. It's routine poutine. I only started hearing about it like maybe three years ago. It's disgusting never... looking french fries. No. I, I, it, it's fries with cheese curds Turds and and uh, turds and curds. Turds. <laughs> turds. Yeah, <jump>. Jeez, exactly. <laughs> and gravy on top. 
It does look like well, cheese yeah, turds. I, the thing, like, <laughs> I think it must just be us Northerners because, like, Michigan serves poutine and everything. It's, I mean, obviously, it's not the same as Canadian, but, yeah, like, I, I can get it easily at almost most of the stores, uh, most of the restaurants I go to. And they call it Maybe poutine. I could, too. Yep. I just heard the name, maybe, and didn't didn't think it sounded appetizing. I'm not very venturous when it comes to food at all. I'm very, like, I'm like a, a six-year-old. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I mean, there, I, I have come along. Hey, like, Rich, I love cut my now. crust off. <laughs> for me just I like really, my sex life i will try anything once that a boy like, i'll eat the crust i'll eat that crust off. atm <laughs> here i come see i'm venturous in every way except food and like food to me is the most grossest thing that like if you have to clean something up I can I could never be a dishwasher at a restaurant i'd vomit something about wet food or or, or old food i would rather deal with like fucking uh, human fucking bones and guts than, than old food or wet food. It's something what, about what it. What restaurant is that? Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer's <laughs> cookout. Yeah. <laughs> you done with your spleen? I'll clean oh, that up for you. That charges an arm and a leg. <laughs> <laughs> waka waka. I'm out of here, folks. <laughs> Them's the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Poutine. So, okay, I, I picture like French fry. I do picture it now. So maybe I, I don't know about the gravy part, but that's just me. It actually, it, it all goes together really well. It probably well, it does. Like... I'm just, like I said, I'm a pussy about food. I really am. I, I, I don't even like gravy. Like, Holy fuck. I don't know. I'm fucked up. This fucking guy. Oh, you don't believe the things I won't eat. <laughs> the things I won't eat, the, the list is a fucking mile long. I'm, I'm out of control. So I didn't, I didn't have my first taco until I was like in like my mid-20s. Even Hell have yeah. Taco. Eat that taco. <laughs> I was going to go there, but I figured you I'd eat that right. taco. Pink's another story. <laughs> although, although at that age, I wasn't really all that into that. I, now, now I live for it. I mean, sure. Oh, if I was to be single now, I'll I'd be munching half those. fucking, I'd be munching half of the state if I were single at this point. <laughs> for the state. <laughs> Let me put some hot sauce on that. Let me put some hot sauce on that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Add a so are you gonna have have like an episode? Are you gonna talk about like a game at a time or like a a gaming system? If when you're talking video games, are you gonna have like an Atari twenty six hundred episode, or are you gonna just say we're gonna talk about Pac Man today? You know? uh, we're actually just kind of like uh, each of us are kind of bringing a different game to the table, and then whoever our guest is, because yeah, each so each show we want a different guest to come on. So I'm uh, like I think we already have two guests lined up for our next show at the end of uh, this month, but we'll see for sure. But uh, pretty much. Each one of us will bring a game to the show, whether it's a board game or a retro game or a new video game or Magic the Gathering or D&D or anything. Hell, even like Cards Against Humanity or even talking about playing the board game. Sorry, we're like, we just want we want this to be kind of like an all inclusive, like just nerdy game talk. Speaking yeah, about cool. sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, Brandon. Yeah, sorry, to our sorry, listeners. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Yahtzee! It sounds like you're gonna have more guests on this show than actual listeners. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, Scott, Scott, I can't help Scott, but laugh because these are good. I love, I love Scott. I love Scott. Talking way you This is what I do every fucking show. Christian, like I said, you need to make another uh, another video. This time, his face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you be his bar mitzvah well, video. <laughs> Remember that, that picture I put up? That guy looks just like Brandon. and He's from oh, Phantom of the Opera or, or Phantom something or other. And I go, who is this guy? It looks like Brandon. He said he thought it was him. You know what I'm talking about or no? Phantom Menace? 
Vaguely. No. no. Remember I put up that picture and you, even you said you thought it was you for a second. Oh, it, yeah. I, yeah. What was that? I don't know, but if we can get that on a videotape. Maybe oh, yes. I know who you're talking about. Phantom of the Paradise. Okay. That movie. What does the box art for that look like? Is that guy on it? Then not like that. It. No, it's, it's no, very... not like that. But I know. The, uh -oh. He was like dressed in drag. He looked like, uh, like I was going to say, what? what I almost said Frankenweenie. Instead of Frankenfooter from, uh, <laughs> from, Makes sense. Uh, from Makes uh, sense. You just need to find a VHS with the uh, where the cover has Chris Sarandon's face because I think I think he looks like Chris Sarandon too. Mm. From Dog Day Afternoon. Mm. Welcome, yes. yes. <laughs> Welcome to Fright Night for real. <laughs> okay. We didn't say you uh, sound like him. About games. <laughs> yeah. One question about games. Stratego. You ever play Stratego? Oh, I have not, but I've actually really wanted to play that one. Stratego's awesome. I love that game with the miners and the really? bombs, generals oh, and marshals. Yes. Nobody talks it's about good. that game. It doesn't not get any fucking game. publicity in modern times. And it was like my favorite game to play when it, once I learned it. It's so great. You can get it's arrested, though, if you play that game with the miners now. The best oh, thing to God. do, the best thing to do is to put all your bombs in, in one area and then have like a scout as like what they think is the flag and then you put your flag a big loose. flag so you put you, you put your flag loose somewhere else you just and then everybody goes once yep. they think they hit the bombs they try to get the miners to defuse those bombs and they go and they get a scout and by that point you've destroyed them oh it's yes, such a good game i've done it yeah i've done it too i've even put my number Stratego. two behind those bombs i put my number two yeah there he is that's definitely <laughs> it does look like my face it really does from the poster wow. of the show <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that that should be the third exploding head in the background. No, this is my face every time Heather tells a joke. <laughs> I'm like, oh god, that wasn't funny. Oh god. Even make, Brandon even makes faces like that. Sometimes. I do. I make that Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. So if we can get, let's talk to the VHS people and see if we can get a boot with that on the cover, and then fucking there you go. You making fun of Canadians there? A boot. <laughs> <Oops. laughs> I notice you don't say that. I notice you don't say a boot, and I notice you don't say "get out of my house." Well, I, because because that's more. I think that's more like uh, a little bit more Atlantic Canada, Atlantic Canada, and maybe Saskatchewan in some cases, but mostly Atlantic Canada. I, I would say a boot. Well, it's, it's all a boot. It's weird though. But yeah. It's weird though because I okay, may not maybe not a, a boot, but get out of my house is something that was like very common and like I listen to other podcasts as you know and there's You're Canadians out there and strangely strangely most of the Canadian podcasters most not all not moods but a lot of them are from the Ontario area I don't know why but uh, the guy I land of the creeps is from Toronto uh Heather obviously and there's another one and they all and, and they all are from oh, Toronto Christian, that's the other one <laughs> that other one <laughs> but Christian doesn't say house and out where the others, I think, do. Or at least I don't notice it with Christian. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people think... It's probably because it could have... Heather, too, though. What yeah. if somebody won't take their boots off in your house? Take your boots off or you get out of my house. <laughs> what are you... What accent was that? You filthy that was, New Jersey. That was, that was, that was yeah. Ukrainian. <laughs> yeah. That was Kazakh. And you wonder why the rest of the world hates you guys. 
<laughs> I don't wonder. It doesn't matter what the accent sounds like. The point is, it's ridiculous, and that's how you guys sound. That's the whole point. Like we could do anything. I could be like, oh, hello, take your boots off, get out of my house. Man. Like that's oh Canadian. That's Cana- <laughs> That's as Canadian as as it gets. My God. You know, my brother said the other day he was over at my house. We were watching wrestling, and I don't know how he came up. Oh, I know why. Because. Billy Red Lion, we watch wrestling from the 80s. So we're like in 1985 now, and they showed a match from Maple Leaf Gardens. And the guy that does the interview right after the match, Andre the Giant got a, a severe beatdown. They broke his sternum, stud in King Kong Bundy. So this is a famous thing that happened. But we haven't seen How did we get happened. to this? So now, huh? Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. It's about Canada. So the guy that's interviewing, is from, he's Canadian. His name is Billy Red Lions. He was a great Canadian wrestler, and he was always on that show. He was an older gentleman at the time, Maple Leaf Wrestling. And he'd always do the interviews in between. So he's talking to Andre. And then when Andre the, Andre leaves, he would always call him. And only in Canada they call him that. He goes, that was Andre the French Giant. Not Andre the Giant. <laughs> they would always throw French in there. Only in Canada. So uh, around the world, he's known as Andre the Giant. But in Canada, he's known as Andre the French Giant. I so anyway, my brother says, he goes, yeah, because there it is. He goes, Canada is obsessed with the French. And I, as soon as he said that, I thought, I thought to bring that to Christian. Do you think Canada is obsessed with the French? Absolutely <laughs> not. Your brother's insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like any other Canadian, unless you're in Quebec, no one gives a fuck about the French. <laughs> <laughs> well, how They're can he t- call them Andre the French giant? He's from Toronto. Andre the French giant. You're talking about one reporter, that one guy that did that, and now all Canadians are obsessed with the French. (laughs) Well, you know what I mean. You watch CBC. No, that's the thing. I don't know what you mean. That's what I'm trying to say right now. I I have no clue. Hold on. (laughs) CFTO TV. You watched CFTO TV when you were a kid like I did. You must have in those shows. And they would always have things that had to do with French on there. Well, because it's our national, it's a second language of. But I would never watch the French shows. No, I, well, how, you don't speak it, of course. Not. Why are you obsessed with them, though? <laughs> <laughs> That's just it. They were, it was always pushed. Anytime you saw anything Canadian, as being Americans, we watched these Canadian shows, and there was always a French spin on anything, on everything. That's why he said yeah. that. I say it's kind of like us, though, in uh, like in America, like we have Spanish, yeah. So I think it's yep. just the. I think it's just because Quebec is. A French province that it just yeah that just kind of bleeds over. Yeah, I mean, it, it bleeds from, into other I'm provinces. From Barcelona. <laughs> That's where I come from. I come from. Can, Barcelona. can we send you back there? I, I, I would like to apologize Barcelona. to Scott that the level of comedy on this episode is not up to our usual standards. So, sorry, Scott. <laughs> well, smoke shop. I'll say it's at least up to. Ah, oh no! You froze right when you cracked the joke. It's right up to what standard? It's up to my standard. <laughs> I, said, I, was like, I was like, your, your guys' standard is great. It's just, uh, you know, Brandon's is about as regular, which is, yeah, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Brandon, and then there's like Heather, right? Like just yep. elevated. Yeah, exactly. If there's a totem right pole, Brandon's face Brandon would be at the bottom. Stepping yeah. down. On exploding heads, I'm the fucking smoke show. <laughs> and you know what? There would be a lot that agree with you. That's the the love of the show. Nobody I mean, agrees. They blow John, you. John Rhodes loves me Christian's the most. Like, Christian's my favorite. Marco. Marco, I think, wants to blow you. John Rhodes loves you. He loves you. Yeah, but he's got that handlebar mustache. Scott huh? loves you, even though he won't admit yeah. it right now. I, I do. I, I love Brandon. I got to give him a shout out. Heather That's loves you. 
you, so you shut the boy. fuck up, you hat wearing prick. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said hat worm. Yeah. You hat worm yeah, you prick. Got Heather, your, you got Heather, your girlfriend over there too, so you, you're good, right. Brandon. You got Heather just waiting for the borders to open, you know, and then her borders are going to open. Oh, oh yeah. my lord. We got a squirter. <laughs> high five, high five, high five. Chris, oh, I would apologize, Lord. but I bet I bet Heather's laughing. So. I would apologize, but I'm too busy drowning. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That's oh yeah, flowing like Niagara Falls, baby. Bring it on. Oh man! Hey, that type of talk. Christian, you had be enough porno talk before. We can't do that again. Holy oh, god! <laughs> that would be a good bonus episode. We talk porno. That would be. I- brought up the idea of doing a porn podcast and i'm half kidding i don't want to do a porn podcast i just want to have like a two-hour discussion on porn that's you know, a porn podcast a, <laughs> a porn podcast one and done the insinuation of calling something a podcast would be to me i'm thinking like an ongoing thing nah, uh, we only get off about once a month <laughs> i mean get on Jesus. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they what are the show. jokes. Talk yeah. about smoke show. This is a fucking shit show. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you bring the smoke show on. It turns into a shit show. I love having the smoke show on. <laughs> there is one thing I want to acknowledge before we get into the movie reviews, because one, one, one of them is a new one, of course. And I was thinking about this. Now, I listen to uh, Friday Nightmares, of course, every, every episode, and they always go over, you know, what they've been watching, and, and they're, they're right on top of things with the uh, the new releases and all that other stuff. My question to you, to everyone in the room for that matter, is how many 2021s have you seen this year? Starting with Scott, I'm most curious about you. Yeah, keep up with uh, I am at 54 2021s already. Holy shit. Wow. Brandon? He's on, pace. Wow. he's on pace for like 600,000 movies <laughs> watched. He's, he's killing it this year. Now, yeah. of those 54, how many I'm Scott do, you, Nato. do you think I'm reviewing that? This is what I think. I know you don't have the show, but do you have a personal rating system at all? Or I know you do Letterboxd. Yeah, I'll say I got Letterboxd. I got them actually all ranked on there. And, yeah, I'd say out of the 54, I think there were only seven that I've disliked that I gave uh, two, uh, two and a half or less. How many would you give three and a half or higher? Yeah, uh, I, can get, I can tell you right now. I'm pulling it up. So I'll say, okay. yeah, if you want to go around and find out who yeah, is. Yeah, I'll go around. V, I know you're in second place. How, how many of you yeah, Well, actually, Heather's in second, but I, I've watched 31 so far. Wow. wow. And how many would you give a seven or higher? Um, Five. Five? Okay. And yeah, it's, it's, it's been, three of it's been, it's only three, the- only three of the, three of the films I've watched out of the 31 I would consider for our year-end show. Okay. How about you, C? I've watched 10. And I'm just okay. bringing them up right now, and I'd say... Ten? Uh, what do you mean yeah, you've only watched ten? It's like Willy Wonka. What do you mean you only opened what you two? Mean, what do you mean you only... I can't do that, man. Probably <laughs> six. Six I would give over... A, did you say over seven? Yeah, seven or higher. Yeah. Se- uh, six. That's good. Wow, you're, you're in the six. Because I'm, 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 I'm smart about this. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. yeah hat- End of story. <laughs> Full yeah, stop so right smart. there. <laughs> Smart. Yeah, yeah, hat wearing prick. Yeah, <laughs> I admire even, guys. Did, like, go ahead. Dave didn't I'm even sorry. mention yeah. that. He didn't even. <laughs> I know he. he, he didn't, yeah, you didn't mention. You didn't notice that Christian and I are wearing matching hats. They're matching. 
Oh, wow. What do you mean they're matching? They're both black. They're, oh. What do you think? Every black looks alike? What's the matter with you? We all, we all look alike. <laughs> I'm to my house. Does my wife uh, and daughter look alike to you? Tell me. Oh, <laughs> <Ooh>, boy. <laughs> I've tweeted we're, it right okay. now, though. We, we're loose in this house. We we believe in making fun of ourselves and each other, and we don't give a shit. So, it's obviously. My wife was complaining about Wonder Woman, you know? So, <laughs> But no, wow. um... I guess they are matching hats. Wow, a couple of dildos. Check it out. <laughs> and where are you, dildo? Dildo? Where, where did dildo come from? Where, a couple of dildos, and I used the term dildo. Where are you, Dave? I didn't even mean to say dildo start. there. <laughs> they both start with a D. It's okay. You just said oh, dildo, shit. so it was in my head. And where are you, dildo? It was in your I, really head. You said it I don't think it was in your head. I think it was in your ass, actually. <laughs> What is Vince over there? Yeah. It wouldn't be a dildo then. I get the real McCoy. I'm dildo now. <laughs> the real McCoy. That could be the porn episode, exploding dildos. It'd be there. Pictures would be there with you two, two hats, and you could put like an actual dick on my head. You know. What I mean? And I'll smash him with a wrench. <laughs> Getting smashed by a wrench. Oh fuck! So, uh, uh Scott. Did you figure out your uh, your answer? Yep, uh, there was 34 that I've rated uh, seven or higher. Wow. See? I mean, okay. granted, I also rate things pretty high, skewed compared to everybody else, but okay. that's like... still that's a high percentage of those. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's nice. Scott Nato, indeed. And I don't knock. <laughs> and I don't knock it. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. As much as I, and like I've said years ago, I used to do a similar thing. And uh, that's when I was new to the podcast game, newer, and, and I was trying to watch as many as possible and everything else, and I had a little more free time. So I don't knock them for doing it because I'm glad because they're the soldiers that go out. They're some of the people who I reference when I decide what I'm going to watch. I take a look at everybody's letterbox. I look. I do my IMDb method and the cover art and everything. And I, 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 it's one giant thing that helps me decide, and one of them is judging the people that have watched these movies. So I'm like... I can, I, you know, I commend them for it. I don't condemn them. I commend them. Let, let them do it. I'm glad it's not me, but I'm glad there's people like that that, that are willing to go the extra mile. So I, that, that's great. And yeah, for me, like, you know, how many did I watch? How many did we do on the show? That, that, that's the answer. Oh, wow. Whatever we've done for this podcast is what I've done. So what, do we, what did we do? Four? Uh, five? Shadow five in the Clouds. Six, in the clouds. Six. Curse. Curse of Lather, uh, Curse of whatever it was, um, not Lathorona. Um, the two we did at the one time, the Queen of Black Magic and the other joint. Um, I forgot what it was called. Yeah, um, joint? We did two, right? We did. Queen oh, Psycho Gorman. Yeah, I forgot that. So it's seven, I guess, for you. Yeah. Was Psycho Gorman on the same show? Psycho Gorman. It's Queen. Gorman. Gorman. So four. Yeah. Five Psycho would Gorman. be. Yeah. Saint Maud. Saint Maud. Saint Maud would be five then. And then six would be what we do last show. The first, oh, I know. Yeah. Vigil. The virgin. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the virgin. We're doing Hello. Brandon again. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> and today would wow. be seven. Okay, so seven for uh, for today's movie, Sun. Okay, so I, I'm only at seven for the year so far. And uh, we'll get to it. You know, I'm, I'm just curious to know because that's interesting stuff. And I want to see yeah. how many Scott's going to end up with. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind, I'm kind of curious because, like, I uh, if it wasn't for the fact that I could watch movies at work, I would not be anywhere near this number. But pretty much since the pandemic hit, my boss doesn't care because she's just happy I show up to work. So, oh. and 
So I just pretty much just like, and I'm always just kind of like, oh, a new movie came out. I'll watch the trailer because I don't care about trailers. Like they can spoil something and it won't bother me. So if, I, if the trailer looks even somewhat interesting, I'll watch it. Right on. Yeah. Oh, that, with it. What? That There's any vigil in the vigil? What a spoiler! <laughs> I don't understand some things though. Like that movie Shook. It came out the other day. As soon as I heard that movie came out, I went to IMDb. It had a 4.1 out of like. It only had like I don't know less than 300 people watching it. So I, when I see things like that, I I, I don't understand because then I go on on the letterbox and I see how many people aren't like me and just just watch this movie blindly with without it, looking into it at all. And I look and I see like 10 people and all the ratings are one, one and a half, two, two and a half. And I always say to myself, why? Why don't they do it like I do? What? But anyway, to each their own. It's just I just I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm a little uptight. But again, if I had more time, that'd be a, that'd be another story. I I would watch more. But now I work. I come home. I have some family time. If I'm lucky, I have time for a movie. You know, maybe three or four times a week. Not counting what I have to watch for podcasts. So it's like, well, right. It's tough to yeah. weigh it out. Uh, I'll give you a heads up. Our watch list. Our we uh, took on a lot more uh, remakes and originals, and that took up a lot of our time trying to watch all those. Boy, yeah. did it! That was a great episode, though. By the way, I, I can't. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I part can't play is, over. Enough. And part two is coming out real soon here of uh, remakes. Oh, that's great! I love that stuff. I love that, stuff. and I love the show, and 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 I love that you guys shout out other podcasts. You know that that you're listening that that, that you. And the thing is, I'm listening to you guys talk about these podcasts, and some of them are are, are on like bigger platforms, and I listen, and I'm like, man, this show is definitely. Better than the shows that they're talking about when they're talking about some of these Skeleton shows. Grew! Oh, well, thank uh, you. Uh, sorry, yeah, I'm shouting out podcasts. That is very kind words. I appreciate that. Oh yes, of course. I can only I listen to more podcasts than maybe uh, the way you guys watch movies is probably the way I listen to podcasts because I can do it at work. So right. I listen. I, I sample. I listen to every horror podcast that I've heard of. At least give them a, a chance. So it's like the percentages, you know, now of what I really think are really good ones. Really good ones, less than ten percent. Um, ones that I listen to, twenty-five percent. Ronnie Davis. Oh, sorry, I can't stop shouting out podcasts. And Watson <sighs> and uh, the Watsy Party. I did listen to the last episode, and that was great. Uh, but ultimately, I don't, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm the asshole in the show that that says, you know, what? there's so many of them out there, and for the most part, I don't care what most people have to say. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, fair. I, I, I'm half joking, but I'm not like at the end of the day, I'm not trying to be a dick. It's just that there's so much, like I got to watch movies. I got to edit the show. I've got to do other things. So it's got, it's very limited. And now that I got serious again, I'm listening to the Stern quite a bit. So it gets, yeah, like, you are I, an asshole. I am. Like, I admit it. Like, but I mean, I, I, like what I lie, I guess you just don't say anything. I, I love no, every podcast. Be out there. No, I definitely don't. Vote for me. I want you to not say anything for a while. <laughs> I'll tell you. And this is the only time I talk about anything. I don't talk online anymore, really. You know what I mean? If I want to say anything that isn't 100%, you know, if it's going to cause any type of controversy, not that I'm trying to cause controversy on the podcast, but there are things that I'll say here that I would never say in public, but they're nothing bad, but I still don't want to ruffle feathers. That's not what I'm about. So it's like, I'll say that, but the way you are, like what I said, I'm obsessed with horror movies. Therefore, I want to listen to horror movies or hear people discuss them 
when I'm working because that's what interests me. That and old school wrestling. So I listen to old school wrestling podcasts and I listen to horror movie podcasts because that's what I'm into. And that's really all I listen to at work. But I had that luxury, so why you not know, listen to as many? You know who my favorite wrestler was back in the day? I, maybe you could help me, Dave. He was – I forgot what his name was. I believe they called him the French Giant, though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, right. I don't know and, what that is on the boot. How about Rene Goulet? You know him? <laughs> no. no. No one knows anybody that you're talking about. <laughs> if I was on the road again driving for work like I used to be, it'd be a different story. Somewhat different because, again, I still what, have strength. Were you a driver? Or was that yeah, driving was the elephants to the circus? Yeah, I'm watching the elephant balls and listening to... Uh... <laughs> on the road again. <laughs> but we're, we're not. I just come again. down and I go to a computer. Every morning, walk down the stairs to a computer every morning. And so I can listen to podcasts, but I choose to do other things while I'm working. So, yeah, let's listen to Howard Stern for the eight millionth time. It's a different <laughs> show. The same shit. I would, but I'm the right there with you, you Christian. Like, <laughs> I have slowed down on a lot of my podcast listening, but that's because I used to listen at work. But now that I'm able to watch movies at work, I've been doing that instead. But, yeah. uh, I've slowed you know, down because they all suck. <laughs> no, but I, but I ended up always like looking for one new one to listen to so I have uh, a possible show to talk about on our next episode and then I also kind of just when we talk about the shows I'm going back through the back catalog of stuff that I love because I used to listen to a ton of shows like especially when I worked third shift that was like pretty right. much all I did just do the Watson method pick a show listen to like about a second of it and talk about that one second you listen <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making any comments. I made that joke before, and Watson and I are good friends. That's your Uh, joke. I stand by Watson. He's still going to get mad at you for for me saying it. He's not going to get mad at me at all. He's going to go, B, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's what everybody should say. (laughs) No, but I do appreciate when people shout out good shows, because then at least I've written down shows to check out. I'm just never good at following up on on that note. That I'll, I'll jot down and whatever. But it is cool. David's done it. I've wrote down a couple of shows. Maybe in the past, because we're talking about oh, now over five years of him shouting out shows. I've checked out a few of them. A few tops. But <laughs> I mean, I definitely he shouted out. He's shouted out a lot of shows. So that's the thing. Oh. But I don't I just can't do it. I can't go through each and every show the way he does. Like he binge listens shows. I, I just can't. Yeah. yeah so, and... like I, that was how I was back in the day. I just can't do it anymore. There's yeah. very few. Like I like right now, I'm having trouble finding things because I've run out of things to watch or to listen to. So it's like I'm to the point now that I wish I could find something new that would spark my interest, and it hasn't happened. I, I, like right now, I, I it's, when I go back to work tomorrow, it's it's, it's unfortunate for me because luckily the, the new uh, Friday Nightmares is out, so that's oh, yeah. fine, you know. So I can listen to that. That's one thing I can listen to. But it's like there's so few. That I'm into, and I'm sorry. I, I wish I was into more, but I'm not. I, I I just like what I like. But a lot of the big time shows that are on big time networks, I don't even like them. And that, that's the thing that's I'm like, well, I, I I see these guys here doing great shows, talking about certain shows that are on like Bloody Disgusting Network or this or that or any of those networks. And I'm and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> those guys got lucky to be picked up, however they did, whatever it took, and and what they do is fine, but. What, what Friday Nightmares is doing is they, they put in so much more work and, and it's a much better listen. And it's it's frustrating to me when I see all these other shows, you know, 
doing things and monetizing and becoming, you know, not household names, but becoming like big exploding names. heads. Fuck those guys. <laughs> Friday Nightmares is just as bloody disgusting as any other show. Christian <laughs> <laughs> like, like that. I heard him laughing in the background wherever the fuck he went. <laughs> at least bloody disgusting responded to me. Responded at least and, and declined. You know, that's fine. I at least got a response from them. You know what I mean? I got boned by the, the by the guy at Fangoria, the Sinistate guy, and then he got they got in trouble anyway and went under. So whatever that is, and then the the people at uh, what's the other one? Three emails over three years, th- different ones where I was pointed in the direction by other people that knew somebody. Not even a response. Not even a polite thank you for your submission at this time. We're not exp- you know accepting new or your criteria doesn't necessarily fit or now whatever. If someone doesn't even give me the courtesy of a response, I'm, I'm real big on common courtesy. So if I don't get it, then I, then I'm just, I'm just done with it. And that's what the one network did dread central. You know what I mean? And they, they were, I'm like, okay, well then I'm not going to listen to your network just because of that. I have to be honest. If you respond at least and say something fine. But anyway, Bottom line is a lot of these shows like Friday Night Mares and like a few others that I listen to are better than 90, 95% of the ones that are on the, the big networks. And that, that is true. And I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, it's not a bias. It's not because I know the hosts. It's none of that. Believe me, I have plenty of friends that do podcasts and I'm just like, eh. <laughs> you know? like, Chris, like Christian, right? <laughs> Every at twelve fifteen, every time Christian signs off, Dave's like, "Eh, what'd you think, B?" Eh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think so, I cut out there, but I wanted to say thank you, Dave, for saying that because yeah, like that means a lot because we just we just do this for fun. So the fact that so many people really enjoy what we do, it's just it's great. Oh, you're welcome, and thank you for the for, for the content. And it's just like you guys do something different. You had the presence of mind to sit there and say, we're going to have a topic. We're going to talk about a bunch of movies. We're going to have a what we watch, but only a certain dynamic. Like I know it because you sent me the thing for what we're going to do when I'm going to come on. So I see you have yeah. an outline on what, what it is. That's what I'm saying. Someone that comes along with a new concept besides, hey, let's watch one movie and freaking crack wise for an hour and then in the end of show, which so many people do that shit. And it's just like, okay. There's one downfall though. And it, it I think, uh, Smoke show is being smoked out because uh, there's a lot of attention going to this uh, slumber party massacre. I think they're trying to smoke you out, man. I think you got to well, try to get on there as like the creeper, never, like the guy that, that's always looking through the windows. Never in the I history be the of guy in the penny raid. Never in the history of podcasts has four women come together. There you go. <laughs> never. I don't know. I think I've se- I think I've seen that in a porn before. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Amazing. It's great. Oh, no, I gotta say what, the, what they're doing with that though is like what they do with that show is amazing. So like I'm fully on board and supporting that. And I told Heather, I'm yeah. like, you know, if you if you need to end this show because you become a rising star on Slummy Party Massacre, it's cool. I appreciate it. I appreciate the time I've had with you. <laughs> and that's when we throw in wigs and we start the sorority house massacre podcast with five <laughs> right. female trans hosts <laughs> that You're right. that Let's are do now, it. Yeah. Holy shit. Trans yeah. would definitely take off. See, that's what you got to have a gimmick. We're not, so we'll just be a horribly offensive show, Dave. You actually have to be trans <laughs> if you're going to be promoted in no. this that. first review, How would they Transylvania 65000. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the actual thing, the first trans. And we do any movie that has trans in the title. Transylvania okay. 65000. And, and what other one do we have? Trans show. You're trans right. Trans Am, Transylvania 65000. 
Trans-Siberian Orchestra? Transformers? Trans- oh, Transformers. Yeah. Oh. oh, my wow. God. Is that why they're called Transformers? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be on Robot Chicken. If they haven't done it yet, they should. <laughs> that would be Transformers. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, funny. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Smoke Show's just like, I'm not talking. I'm, I, 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 I'm staying out of this one. Yeah. <laughs> How about GoBots? Can we talk about GoBots? Men are a fucking dime a dozen. That's the problem, yeah, especially in, in the whole podcast world. And in the you gotta have a gimmick for females. That's a gimmick. Trans. That's a gimmick. Gay. That's a gimmick. Black. That's a gimmick. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what. It's a good gimmick. Let's like, put this I on to Twitter. Get... Black is a gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Z. Black is a gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, and of course, I don't mean it in a, in a nefarious way, but you're right. It will come out that way. I, I don't mean to, because I'm not saying it the right way. It doesn't mean that I'm not compassionate about everybody. It's This is like the discussion I had with my wife. Everything has to be accepting, and, and that's a gimmick. I wish I can get my wife and daughter to do a fucking show. That would be great. That might take off because they're, the, not, the, they're not Caucasian the, and they're not men. I'm telling the you, problem, it's a gimmick. I, oh, I hear you, and I know what you're talking about from, from an advertising yeah. standpoint and whatever. The dilemma, not the dilemma, the reality would be it would be horribly... Fe- because if you're trans and you're doing a podcast, you're not using that as a gimmick. That's your that's you your voice. And, of course you are. Yeah, you are. You Let's start an all-black podcast so. and call it Dark Discussions. Oh, my God. <laughs> Too soon? Yeah. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> I, Look, that's the market it is. The first ever trans horror podcast. That's your market. That's your gimmick. Just like every gay podcast, that's part of their thing. It's part of their slogan or something, and they go out of their way to make sure that that it's represented on the show. So it becomes part of the gimmick, and therefore it can attract others of that type that will just give it a listen just because there's so few out there, and that's something that they gravitate to as human beings. This this represents me. These guys here are trans. I'm going to listen to them because I'm trans. And then if you get enough of them, boom, it's a gimmick. You take off. That's what I'm saying when I'm saying a gimmick. It's fucking... Something out of the ordinary that could propel you to, to higher heights. Would we be able to review Bumblebee as part of the the the, the series? <laughs> yes. I don't see why not. Okay. <laughs> I'm in then. I'm. Uh... Let's <laughs> reinvent ourselves. We'll go away from. Then you guys could do the Transmorphers one too by uh, whatever that com- stupid company is. <laughs> and we'll even talk about GoBots. Why has there been a GoBot movie? There should be. I was like, give Go-Bot it time. Is- there probably will be. Yeah, <laughs> the bargain I basement. To watch I refuse to watch Transformers movies. That that's a fact. There's a good reason. I do because they're way too big. I played with the toys. A transformer is is supposed to be the size of a regular car. It's not supposed to be the size of a fucking skyscraper. That's why I won't watch it. It's it's inaccurate. It's fucking anatomically incorrect. I I couldn't watch Transformers. Movies. That's why he doesn't watch a Lexington Steel video either. <laughs> <laughs> You do this when you take a shower? Are you washing yourself? You're like, this isn't anatomically correct. (laughs) (laughs) Like, imagine you make a Masters of the Universe movie, and you make them fucking five times the size of us. He-Man comes out in Skeletor, and they're fucking giants. Come on, man. No, no. That is true. (laughs) Yeah. I can't help it. That's my childhood. If you're going to take my childhood and say, Transformers aren't actually this size, they're actually this. I'm like, no, they're kind of not. Like Godzilla. How about the Godzilla compare? They keep making them fucking bigger and bigger. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I'll say, like, it's in the wall. Until realize it's a Godzilla Kong. movie. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. I'll say, it's like the same thing with the Godzilla versus Kong movie coming out. It's like, the, they're both just freaking titans, which 
I'm all about watching them destroy cities, but yeah, I think they're it's it's America. You just gotta go bigger every time. <laughs> yeah, gotta go bigger. Hear that, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> well, then you're not. Don't, then don't. Let's not tell the ladies that because then smoke show yeah. ain't getting no action. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> gotta go. It's not about the, the size of the boat. It's the motion in the ocean. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> smoke show's still out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're going to get seasick on this boat ride. <laughs> well, watch out for those seamen, then. <laughs> All right, maybe, we should talk... <laughs> maybe we should talk these movies, huh? We got we got Baba Duke and we got uh, Sun, All About Sons. And Baba C- Dookie. <laughs> Sorry, I cracked Baba. that joke earlier, too. <laughs> Baba, Baba Dookie. <laughs> 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 See, he heathered out there. He just laughed at his own joke. <laughs> I'm laughing because I need to even appreciate Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> What's that smell? <laughs> By far the most cringeworthy moment in any movie I've ever seen. Even as I a kid. It. Even as a kid. No, I loved it, but I was like, that's fucking cringe. Like, this fucking actor. Like, you can't do anything after this. Like, no. <laughs> you can't do anything. <laughs> you, like, his biggest role is pretending he shit his pants. His fucking whole fucking. <laughs> I mean, literally, you could go. You can't say that. Right. <laughs> you can't say that. What about the kid that played the uh, fucking uh, what's his name? Spalding and Katie Shack when he's swimming in the freaking thing in the pool scene with the turtle floating in the water, and he goes, "Duty!" And he fucking turns around. <laughs> I, I want. I want a hamburger. I want a hot dog. I want. You'll get that thing and like it. <laughs> God, I love that movie. Uh, okay. All right, Baba Duke. Yeah, Christian, is that okay to go old first, or are you? Uh... Fuck the two of you. No, no, no one knows what we're talking about yet. I want to just. Uh, I'll just. Do, uh, yeah. Want to do the spoilers for next week's show before we start this show? <laughs> Scott's like, "What the fuck? What are you talking about?" And he will be still saying that when he hears the episode. <laughs> Take that out. It's great stuff. I didn't Aww. take it out. I didn't take any of it out. I said he hasn't heard it yet because it hasn't dropped. Oh, heard it nope. yet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll be listening. You to your fucking more. ears, jackass. <laughs> 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 I love the jerky voice. Open your fucking ears, jackass. Oh, it is a great. <laughs> yes, Good we can go old first. Uh oh. We'll go old first. Go old. Hey, how do you do that? Is that how all the texts pop up? Yeah. That's how I'm going to do text from now on. I do it through I the fucking done. phone. Uh-oh. <laughs> Scott has turned into a cat. <laughs> cat Crawford. Yeah. Cat Crawford. Cat the, cat the, cat, the cat's looking at us like, who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> you heard of Cat Stevens? Ladies and gentlemen, Cat Crawford. <laughs> oh. Wouldn't it be amazing if it talked right now? No! <laughs> 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 This cat's more interesting than Scott. <laughs> you gotta leave this in. Yeah. <laughs> That's a well-behaved kid. I like that kid. guy. How about that guy? I'm not a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually not a cat. That's a lawyer right there. <laughs> I think Scott's trying to run away from this episode. <laughs> he went to check on the dog. Oh, always those fucking wrenches. Those are wrenches. That's Holy a cute God. cat. That's a cute cat right there. Yeah. Well, my dog was going ape shit like 10 minutes ago. What's that? I said my dog was going ape shit 10 minutes ago, too. I, was, I didn't know what the hell was going on. 
They're wrenches. They're 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 the biggest wrenches there are. Dog. Hey, Scott's back. <laughs> Scott, we were just hey. we actually we didn't even start the movie. All we did was pretend that you turned into a cat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yep. that's probably what's going to happen to me at some point, or at least I'll be cat food. <laughs> Funny enough, the listenership jumped two hundred percent percentile. I just like to say tile at the end; it makes it sound more official. Tile, percentile. Oh, oh two cat, nice two cat, Sam. That's fucking great. <laughs> Still, surprisingly, no Biff. I have not seen him yet. This I love Biff. Biff Sorry, makes my, me nervous. Biff is my boy. I love Biff. Oh, he is such a great. He's a maybe. Great he's, cat. Maybe he's worried that David's gonna steal him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, now, Biff. <laughs> actually, actually, he came in before and he said, Scott, make like a tree and get the hell out of here. <laughs> Amazing. Whenever I talk to him, I talk to him in Mr. Garrison's voice. Mr. Biff. <laughs> hey, do you have a gizmo cat or no? Surprisingly, no. That is one that I couldn't, because most of these pets of mine uh, were rescues by my ex before she moved out, um, and so she would not allow that? me to, yeah, she would not allow me to name him Gizmo. Like, if Aww. I had one now, oh, hell yeah, I would. Yeah, for sure. So now the spider, you should just change one's name to Gizmo. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would get confusing. They've been around for too long. They'd probably be like, what, who are you talking about? <laughs> Not just Bismo. So, so Biff thinks he's, you know. Yeah, Bismo. <laughs> Bismo, yeah. Bismo. How about, how about Venmo? Venmo. <laughs> Everybody loves Venmo all of a sudden, by the way. It's the new Zoom. Every time I talk to someone online about PayPal, oh, no, I got Venmo, though. They okay. should do a Three Stooges one and do it Venmo, Larry, and Curly. There should, there's definitely a commercial <laughs> in there. <laughs> there's definitely a commercial in there with that. Oh, that's what our movie's got to be. Oh, uh, yeah. Flip show. Uh... Are we ready? Yeah. The Duke. Yeah. Dave was... I remember Dave in the chat. Christian, you probably remember this. Dave's like, no, we're only going to do movies that, you know, are at least from 2012. So we're doing the Babadook from 2014. No, he said five years old. He said five years old. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought he said at least Okay. I'll back him up there. All right. Back him up, you fucking skunk. (laughs) Written and directed by Jennifer Kent, a single mother and her child fall into a deep well of paranoia. When an eerie children's book titled Mr. Babadook manifests in their home. Indeed. Indeed. Full spoiler here. And I'm going to have a, a serious question when we get to the end. But for Full now, spoiler, let me just say. Th- this movie's just about bad dental care. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, uh, this, it seems to be. It got a lot of love when it came out. I think it I still gets it. a lot of love. It's it was a, a lot of. Movie. Yeah, but I've seen, like, well, actually, the most. The most drastic review was Donanelli on Letterboxd gave it one star. But he said he couldn't get over the kid. I've heard that argument before, but you got to get over the kid. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Even I said this view. Right. It's like two scenes when he fucking acts a fool. When he really does. The one in the car and the other one. And that's it. The rest of the... uh, Here's what I say. When I see people see me, I'm not saying... Huh? There's a reason reason for it. Well, he's supposed right, to be at that movie. 11 level. Sorry. Exactly. He yeah. does that intentionally. No, I jumped in. I'm sorry. All I wanted to say was one thing. I'm not saying that sorry. I'm the world's greatest father. I've had instances. No, no, it's true. I, I don't want to come off preaching. Nobody ever accused you of that. That's okay. <laughs> None of us are. None of us are. There's been instances like, you know, 
that I've regret the way I've handled things. It's a fact, sure. you know what I mean? And I'm very hard on myself. But I mean, I will say this. I don't want to come off too quick, <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> now go to sleep or I, I won't yeah. get you to sleep. <laughs> if these people really can't, are watching this movie, and they find that kid is the most annoying kid, just based on what we see and what, I question if they should have children. If that really makes them that upset that they can't deal with it on their screen for fucking for five minutes of their lives, how how would you handle a regular kid that yeah. acted out times? You know, holy shit! Yeah, it's not I, that I bad. completely agree because yeah, this was the uh, second time I've seen this movie. I watched it when it first came out, and when I first watched it, I was like, yeah, this kid's annoying. But as I rewatched, it, I'm going. There's a reason for this. This kid has been traumatized. He's he's probably got, he's probably autistic. So there's probably a lot of like they don't straight out say it, but like I think he's autistic or something along those lines where there's just something like just a little off with him. And like he's just unique and just the way his mother acts like you can just tell she's just exhausted from it. So I'm yeah, it's just that's just a kid at that age. And so like I have no issue with him. I would argue that it's not even autism that it's just Years of neglect. I mean, this that, woman or, clearly dealt with probably postpartum and never dealt with her grief and everything with the death of her husband. And it's just been neglectful. I mean, it's evident throughout, even in, you know, the opening scene where they're laying in bed and, and she pulls away from him. Yeah. yeah. That's another thing about the intimacy in this. She gets mad at him every time he hugs her. There's one time where he hugs her and, she, and he starts moaning and she pushes him off and says, don't do that. She yeah. gets mad because she's like craving well, some cock. Maybe, she, maybe yeah. if she just was allowed to have one fucking orgasm without getting interrupted, yeah. she'd be a little yeah. happier. Yeah, she <laughs> came close, poor girl. Uh, <laughs> Literally came close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's and that's it. Like I mean, you're you're right, but there are and again, neglect is probably where I'd lean to. But to Scott's argument that. There's a, no, multiple comments made from her sister and from uh, from just the, the student, like uh, the principal and the teachers, that there needs to be some special attention or some help. Now, that could be simply the fact that he's been neglected and just needs constant attention. But the guy's a creative little kid. Like, I mean, those gizmos he makes up to, to combat monsters and stuff are fantastic. They are cool. I mean, and it turns, and it turns into like Home Alone a little bit at the end. You know, a dark yeah, psychological does. home alone. But I, I think for in terms of the outbursts and stuff, the stuff that people find annoying, the stuff in the car, I think it's intentional. I think he throws these fits intentionally to draw the attention back to him right. and to, and to, to keep the mother distracted so she doesn't go off the deep end. I well, mean, just to keep the Babadook out, basically, in his yeah, mind, which is the same it, thing. as her Exactly. Mind, the yeah. deep end. But I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, he's like reminding her. Don't let it in. Don't let it in. He basically yeah. saying, "Don't turn into that person." Yeah, and if you know he flips out, and if he flips out, and she and she has to focus her attention on him, she can't sort of dive into her own grief and become more sinister. So yeah, and, if, and he always sir, said like he says he says it multiple times too, where he's like, you know, I'm gonna protect you, mom. Yeah. So yes. like that that is probably his way of doing that is just like trying to just constantly distract her and like keep her focused on him. He's actually a really good for a six year old who's like. Has the presence of mind who says he's going to take good care actor. of his mother. Like he, I yeah. thought he was, yeah. Especially he's a, this time watching, I'm like, this is really good. 
same with me. Same with me. I thought, I mean, it is a slow build. And then that last half hour is just fantastic, but you need it to get to where it's going. And I think maybe if you're taking the Babadook as a literal monster uh, and not, and not really accepting what they're trying to tell you from a story standpoint, then sure the kid's annoying and everything else. But I think that again, everything we've argued is there's a reason for it. And, and it, and that's ultimately where the monster comes from and the manifestation of it and everything else. It's funny. Yeah. Cause I described this cause my son wanted to watch a scary movie and I wasn't sure. I couldn't remember if this was going to be too scary for him. Well, it is. It, it ended up being too scary, but he watched yeah, it with me. Just scary. But at the beginning, when I described what the movie was going to be, I, I just said, it's um about a, a, a boy who, who's kind of acts out, bugs his mom and, and the mom has to deal with him. Uh, and, and, and I said, but, but there is a monster and I, that's the description it gave kind of fragmented like that. And he's like, Oh, so is the monster, the bad side of the mom? Oh, wow. I'm like, what? Like, how did you even draw that? Like, he didn't know anything about this movie. <laughs> like, this- what? what a weird, what a weird thing to instantly jump to. Is this the same guy who knew it was Roy in part five? <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. This was my son, you prick. But they, I but know, oh, it was my father. But I was I was like I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow. I'm like, well, dude, you're bang on. But how did like I didn't even let any kind of so like 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 so let's watch the movie. Now he liked it, but he thought like, way to spoil the movie. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, <laughs> he did think he did think it was a little terrifying, and you know he's like, what's she doing, Dad, when she's having the masturbation scene i'm like oh she's just oh boy. enjoying life <laughs> like, <laughs> she's trying to enjoy life being son that's what yeah. she's looking away baby she's she's trying to she, relieve yeah. stress yeah my mom and then my wife comes home to watch the end part and is looking at me like you idiot this is a little too much for him he did end up liking the movie but he he did think it was a little too much for him and he drew the comparison he thought it was like come play oh wow. Uh, a, a little bit, like from the storybook standpoint and, and the monster, but the fact that he got the manifestation of like a dark side of one's persona w- was uh, yeah. just from a description was I thought was was great. Yeah, clearly, what that says is you're not his father. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and and you could be right because uh, I remember watching it the first time and, and thinking it was. Is this overt? Like, do you think everybody gets this? Because I don't know if everybody gets it. I didn't the first time. It took me watching it the first time. Then I listened to a podcast, and it was Duncan and Jamie and Bo, I believe, and they were talking about this movie, and they dissected it. And I was like, oh, okay. Clearly, I'm an idiot because all of this went over my head. I took it as a straightforward. I enjoyed it the first time, but still, then I watched it the second time and loved it. Then the last time I watched it, just watched it for the hell of it. And we're going back, I don't know, five years. And I was a little less impressed. So going into it this time, I got to say, uh, I'm not saying I wasn't looking forward to it, but I was not excited because my the view I had the last time was my least impressive view yet. But that, that did change watching it this time. But I want to agree with Scott. I, I don't know 100%. I can't remember either. It, it's autism. But I oh, do that. think... At that age, being six years old and doing the, some of the things he does, he could be autistic or he could be, he could have ADHD yep. because that's what it reminds me of. Because a lot of people with ADHD, and I know because I am one, we are 
or your fire 4K. In, we're, we're far advanced in some ways mentally than others, but at the same time, we're oh, yeah. we're also on the other side where we're, we can't keep up with others in certain things mentally. And again, I also know that to be true of autism. I think autism is more of the extreme version of, uh, again, I could be completely wrong. And someone, you know, that, that studies this stuff says you're way off, Dave. But I'm yes, just saying. Ask Watson. From, He's taking a you know, psychology course. Well, you know, I'll, I'll ask Watson. No, that was an evaluation. But there's similarities. <laughs> but there's similarities. Sorry, Watson. I, I had to do it. Watson. And the, the, the magic stuff and everything else. Man, I was all into magic when I was that age, too. I used to buy those sets and everything yeah. else. And Hugo. Maybe there's a connection. With, with 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 something like that with you know ha- having an obsession with with stuff like that but i think he's at the very least like adhd he's something i don't think he's your regular six-year-old he's so definitely I, not I a regular he... six-year-old i just think he's actually sort of like a kid genius almost maybe yeah. well, i mean look at the like for one the toys that he built like the yeah. uh, weapons like he built those so that that shows that he's got like a higher level of intelligence than a normal yeah. six-year-old yeah, I think I think the magic speaks to like his imagination, um, yep. you know, and, and his creativity. You know, it just speaks to like him being smart and way beyond his years. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, like yeah. even like some of the things that he does throughout this movie, like you can just tell like he's he's pretty smart for his age. Like he's he's comes up with some things, and he's like you said, he's also very imaginative. Yeah. Like, so, but yeah, like it's the mixture of those two things, especially towards that third act, like some of the things that he does to like trick his mother. I, I love when he pushes his fucking cousin out the the uh, oh, treehouse. Oh, me too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, Fuck that. And she lands the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. It's actually a weird cut duty thing because yeah, it's exactly when my wife came into it, and you see him get pushed out backwards, and then she's when she's down on the ground. Front. Well, they did the like, cat thing. The cat thing where you twist. <laughs> <on> your... Yeah. <laughs> she tried to land on yeah. She, she biffed it. She biffed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so now her nickname is Biff. Yeah. <laughs> so, and what I, what I was agreeing with Dave earlier is I can't remember if I just took this literally the first time or not I, i'm thinking i i caught it i'm thinking i caught it because i don't remember listening to any podcast discussing it and again i remembered it was some sort of um sort of manifestation of her 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 anger greed? her greed her whatever that got greed sorry her her dark greed. side what is she a jew <laughs> greed. <laughs> apollo but, greed <laughs> yeah, apollo greed greed yeah the uh, uh, uh. But Give me that... money, I'm, just out loud. I, I'm retiring after the show. <laughs> yep, I'm using the R word. I'm retiring. <laughs> but then, but the weird thing is, what was it before the book came into play? Because, like, what was the dark side before? Because the book seems to be new to the kid. The book, I think, the book was it, always there. The, yeah, the book was always there. It, I think the book represents her way of dealing, getting her grief down on paper, and and, and sort of putting it out there, sort of getting it out of her rather than keeping it buried down deep inside. And I think the fact that the book is coming back is her rewriting the book over and over. Because when she goes into the police station, I mean, people could make the argument that it's soot because she just burned the book. But when she goes back in there and she said she burned the book, she's got like ink all over her hands. I don't think that's soot. I I I think after she burned the book, she rewrote another copy of it. Yeah. Yeah, and illustrated it. I mean, they talk about her being a writer, so I think she's she's literally just losing her mind. I think the reason why it's happening now is just because 
I don't know. It's been six years since her husband died. She keeps having those nightmares. And, and it was, and, a, and I have a feeling like a lot of this comes out of her around this anniversary, which is her son's birthday. Yeah. Because it always, they do refer to that a lot where it's like, like they make sure to refer to like, you know, when he died and like his son, her son always saying like, yeah, my, my dad died on the way to having me. And yeah. so I think it's just that like every time around this year, the anniversary and it triggers it. So yeah, she's probably, she's probably had this book every, like just kind of like pulls that book out, like maybe once a year. And that's kind of her like, he ma- she, and everything. she makes out. a kid okay. share the birthday with the cousin because she, she won't let him celebrate it on the actual yeah. anniversary. Cause she yeah. can't, she can't get over this. And she blames him. That's another reason why she's so neglectful. She blames him. Yeah. Well, she even yeah. says at one point, I wish it was you. Yeah, like the way she snaps on him a few times, it's just yeah. like, yeah, you can tell. Like, I'm like, hungry, just... mom. That was Go and eat shit! Yeah, that, <laughs> those were the more disturbing scenes for my son. Like it was, uh, that's he found that more disturbing than probably the monster sequences. That a mom would talk mm. to her son that way. And I was like, that's yeah. the stuff that I've always, I'm like, oh, shit. Am I a bad parent? But he lo- he enjoyed the movie overall, but he, he definitely thought it was a little terrifying. Um, and Did we get him on here so he could she... add something to the show? Yeah, boy, mm-hmm. like like another hat. It's a gimmick. The, uh, <laughs> the I'll have him come down with his black hat, and then we can all just be the black hatsters. The I gotta... <laughs> she she was amazing from an acting standpoint. Just a phenomenal yes. sort of dis, like descent into like that her madness in that last third is, is just fantastic. Yeah. The level of intensity that she brings to that to the screen is amazing. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree. Like, that's the one thing about this movie, too, is, like, the performances from everybody in this film I thought were really, really good. Yeah. Like, and mm-hmm. it's and it's mainly just the mother and child for the majority of the film, like, that you're focused on. So, like, just because the, the chemistry between them, you feel like they are really parent and child. Yeah. If, if they don't work for you, then you hate the movie, which is why some people hate the movie, because they hate the kid and they just can't get on board. But if you yeah. are into these two characters, then you should love the movie. And even the neighbor, uh, the Mrs. Roach, she says something early on when he comes home. She's like, oh, dear, you look like you've been in, in, been in the wars, which I think is a great line. It's like he's been battling this demon for so long. But you yeah. think it's his demon, and that's what they're driving to, that it's his demon. But it's really he's battling his mother's demon. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about uh, we talked about it when we when we were uh, talking about The Shining, uh, how how it would be great if they marketed a book that was the what he wrote like, uh, yeah, and it all just says no all play. work and no play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just a book, and then we found out that someone actually did market that. Have they actually done the pop up book for the Babadook? Yep, they have. Yep, there was a okay. yeah, there was an extremely limited edition run for it a couple years back, like. I started seeing collectors in this collector group finally getting their copies of it. And it's a large book, and yep, pop up with the pop ups and everything in it. Yeah, oh, I want man. the second. I want the second issue though. I want the one that she gets when she <laughs> when she chokes the dog in the way it's meant. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> the X in its eyes, and then then you see the Baba Duke, the, the the shadow behind the girl, and everything else, and the, then she slits her throat. <laughs> that's the book I yeah. want. That yeah, that's cool. Paul <laughs> Hogan actually did the ad when the book came out, and he's like, "What's this smell?" Oh my god! Uh, That dog died was the other scene that I'm like uh, my son wasn't very fond of. (laughs) You're supposed to be like, I'm like, yeah, 
I mean, sometimes they probably, <laughs> they probably should have left it out only because I find oh, it hard to believe at the very end of the film that, you know, they're kind of repairing their relationship and doing well. Like, that's like, I don't know. Like, that was a pretty horrific oh, scene. Oh, there is a, you didn't see the yeah. post credit sequence then. The dog's fine. It's just wearing one of it those was a cold dream. and it's like, it was the, it was the lick my bugsy. <laughs> lick my bugsy. Scene. Yeah. Yeah. It was fine. It was sad. It was they sad got a pug. The saw the dog. Yes. Yeah, I was yep. gonna say like just the act that she goes through to hurt the dog, and then yeah, her son's seeing it. It's like her son's gonna be scarred for life now because of that. Yeah, that's that sucks. It's sad when it actually happens. Obviously, it's not a good scene, but it's a great scene. No, 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 no. It's I'm a Dave great that, but scene. At the time, yeah. I got a little bit of um a laugh. And, and, and maybe not. A, maybe not a, a laugh is the wrong way to put it. But I got a little bit of a fantasy satisfaction. Oh, uh, so you because... farted? You farted to come? No. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, it's funny though. I I watched a movie like that right before bed last night, but that's another story. No, but um, <laughs> my dog. I believe that this dog here looks a lot like my dog, who is a Bichon. And I don't know if this dog's a Bichon. Sure as hell looks like one. But let me tell you this: that dog is a bigger wrench than my wife. If there, if there's such thing as a bigger wrench. It is that fucking dog. So when this dog's getting choked out, I'm thinking to myself, there you choked. go, you fucker. Go ahead, get back in the gar. Go after the garbage again. Go eat the cat's food. Go puke on the floor. Go fucking jump in the bed when I'm trying to fuck my wife. Go, here, do this again. Come over here. Fucking stare at me and my wife when I'm trying to eat dinner. You fucking wrench. Even though I love the dog, she does a lot of fucking things that really fuck up, piss me off. So I had a little bit of a, a fantasy payback when that was happening i'm like there you go you fucker please but someone superimpose the- dave's face over hers and just show the dog being <laughs> choked out that would make my day i would never do it i love her i, I would never lay a hand on my my animals well, and, i fantasize know, about it but i fantasized about it when i saw that scene i was like huh how do you like that fucker how do you <laughs> like- <laughs> not so much eh broke neck but when the kid sees it i almost i almost teared up because I felt really bad for that kid at that moment. Nah, no one wants to see their dog die. You know what I mean? That's fucking horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, will everybody agree with me? This is the question. Do you think that this movie, is a, is it just as much psychological as supernatural? What's your take? Because I think this is the instance where it, it is, a, is 50% of each. And it's the, a rare instance where it's both. I know where B's gonna probably go, but like, like you you're guys? thinking, you're thinking that we're just not seeing a version of her of her madness that it's actually a manifestation on the screen or in their world. What I'm saying is this: we there are scenes that we don't see. Obviously, there are instances where she's abusive to him, and it's happened before, and there's other things that go on. But also, obviously, there is, in my opinion, there is a Baba Duke that. That you know rep- that that shows up and th- it can clearly be seen by by her. We know that for a fact. It's on the television. We see it. He sees it when he's in the car. He sees it when it comes around and when he's sitting right next to his mother. They are looking at something. And then of course the end, which I probably still have up the, at the very end. Not the very end, but what happens in the basement at the end. I still have a problem with. And I wish that was dealt with more just on a psychological level, instead of showing us something happening again. But the way I see it, this Baba Duke, it's almost like a supernatural creature that feeds off of grief and therefore causes more 
but it's all but it but grief is still a psychological thing so i see cryptic? it as an equal we're, we're spoiling so what, what is it that you don't like it at the end sorry for interrupting i just want to make okay, sure no, I'm under no no okay at the end when it tries to attack why, her why is it well that not even that but why would it be necessary to take worms and dirt and bring it down there and have the fucking stuff pulled away and have it to me if this is psychological the way it should have ended is there is no more she goes downstairs she looks around the room her husband's stuff is still there and maybe she talks to him for like 30 seconds like addresses him hi honey um our son is doing well today we did this we did this we're okay with this just that she deals with it on on, on a different level where she she talks to him and somehow feels you know comfort from him that she can do that and still move on with her life instead of having it look like there's still a fucking thing down there which to me you're seeing the thing fly across the floor the, the, if you're going to say this is purely psychological then she's still fucking nuts because she's seeing this thing fly across the floor i think that's she's not nuts yeah. but i think it's always there it's just yeah, she's yeah. been able to deal with it and she has to now take herself out of the situation and and excuse yourself to go do it like uh, you know like a parental timeout, like a t- uh, like you go okay I gotta remove myself from the situation because I'm making it worse and she's just learned to how to cope with it but it will exactly. always be yeah. with her. Yeah, yeah. it's like I a, get that. just like that shadow that's always behind her. Like she will, especially around this time of year, it will always be there, lurking and ready to come out at all times. Yeah. Kind of like almost kind of like addiction. How like addiction will always be around. Like and you if you fall off the wagon you're going to be right down that same path again. So I think it's just her way of kind of putting the beast at ease, like when she's starting to feel that way. Though the whole worms thing, I I don't know what that's about specifically, right. but I know like maybe it's like supposed to be like a visual representation of her feeding that grief and anger to just make it stay back. Don't but, forget, it's also the kid gathering the worms. So it's from a child's perspective. Like, oh, yes, like, like that's true. Feeding the, feeding the monster yeah. to to appease it. Yes, but that's yeah, actually I, a good point. I, I see it. Yeah, I, I mean, I know Dave already hinted at this, but I see it 100% psychological. Yeah, I'm like I'm about 75% psychological, 25% supernatural, because there are like certain scenes in that third act where. Yes. The mother is just sure. standing there, and all of a sudden the boy just gets grabbed out of thin air and thrown against the wall. Right. And it's like, but the mother isn't even near him at that point. So I, that's where yeah. I'm kind of going, is there a little bit of a super... Like, it leaves me questioning. So I'm like, I'm right about 75%. Pulled yeah. right up the fucking stairwell, like paranormal activity type stuff. Yeah, so like, yeah, when she pretty much like... Because that was at that turning point for her when she ends up, like, you know, realizing that it was her and she gets... Babadook is out of her now. And that's when it like all of a sudden starts just physically grabbing her son. So it's yeah. So I think there is just like a small bit of supernatural, but yeah, like I'm I'm still more psychological, but so because there may be something that could describe that, but I'm just not smart enough to catch it myself. Just the ending scene is what I don't want to say ruins it for me, but ruins that idea for me that it's psychological more than anything. I mean, there are those scenes towards the end when they both can see it. They're looking at it in the hallway. They see these giant arms and it's getting closer and then it falls and they're both sitting there looking at it. So I look at it, it, it's a manifestation of her grief that's been projected into the real world, which we've seen before in other movies where somebody manifests something and then it comes out. Therefore, it becomes a supernatural entity. And that's what I see yeah. it is. I think what I think it's her. At? I think it's her. I think it's still I think it's her doing it, but I think it's it's sort of like a high tension thing. It would have looked weird had they shown like 
her dragging the kid upstairs, her that, so they kind of presented mm-hmm. it as a supernatural. But I, I do think it's her. Yeah, like, I mean, because at the same time, the uh, I know you, Scott, you, Scott, you said that she throws up the evil, which you do. You see her throwing out, but like you said, it's right. never fully gone. So it's yeah. still she's coming saw, back. She's coming back to reality, but there's still some of that in her. And I'm glad they didn't show like an ending where it's like, oh, here's what's really going on, and he's she's like dragging him up the stairs yeah. by his hair and like pushing That'd be him like against the, the wall. The soft flashback ending. Da-da-da. Yes. and just like chucking them around but the reality is you're right i think it is like i'm with b i i take it as all psychological um yeah for once i agree with them (laughs) (laughs) who knew that power of the hats (laughs) black hat power it's just the ending it's that basic scene that always just just black power oh god (laughs) Dildo power, as you do. <laughs> the thing throws me off when he go when she has to go down there. That's the thing that takes away the psychological aspect for me, because obviously, why would she still be seeing if she defeated it? Why, and I get the whole sen- the, the sentiment of it's always going to be there. I get that. I just wish they would have portrayed it as it's no longer a a being like that. Like the fact that. Although I do like what Scott said, the child had the idea, or maybe not had the idea, but gathered the mud and the worm and said, okay, go down there and feed it. Maybe he casted that idea into her head. It's still there, Mom, but you, but you got to feed it. So it can be very psychological. I don't know. See? Yeah, because this maybe kid that's... has a very high imagination, too. So I think that's where, like, the super, supernatural elements come into play. Like, in a, for, like, you know, because I, I am starting to lean more towards it's all psychological, but, like, the supernatural stuff they show on the screen could be a lot of this child's imagination of the Babadook because he does see, he as a child he does see him uh, see the Babadook as a monster and not his mother right right and what about the stuff on the TV that the, the woman said I love those fucking movies by the way those old those old black and white movies and then he shows up that stuff is great and not just that the part when she watches the news and, and sees the, uh, her future played out that she yeah. killed her son and all that no, it's a lot of good imagery on the TV she's watching like these old Hollywood romantic comedies because she she yeah. longs for that like she's you know right. she's, she's broken but they also they show like the horror movies I think at one point she's watching Black Sabbath yeah, yeah, and Phantom of the yeah. Opera yeah yep. Phantom of the Opera and she's watching the uh, a so, lot like, of the George, silent... George Malay's George Malay's yeah. films yeah the magician that, that ones right image. yeah 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 those are terrifying looking and then the, I love the look of the Baba Duke yeah I love that he oh, looks awesome. like a pop-up horror character right out of a book mm-hmm. yeah yeah because you look at him and you're just like that just looks unnatural yeah and yeah I, I, and I love that especially because it's like I love the placement of him when she uh, looks over at her neighbor's house and she oh. sees him in the closet. That's the yes. best. That that's the best scare. Image. That's the yes. best yep. scare in the movie for me, seeing the Baba yep. Duke. And I didn't the notice that... it the first couple times. Oh, I mean, that's just, that like, just like you didn't notice at... Michael in front of the car. <laughs> her look, though, when you're talking about when she sees the newscast, the look of her in the window. Yeah. That's the thing that's the creepiest yes. to me. Like it's... that look, just her, her, her smile, the way it's lit. Is terrifying. Yeah, I agree. It reminds you of the way those people smile in Insidious when they go downstairs and they look at him and their heads tilt really quick and they're they're in their room and they had that that smile that oh that that she there are some things about this. What what, what scene? As you can say, one image from the Black Hood's daughter. I think I remember there was just a scene that really creeped me out when she's like looking down and it was just the way she was kind of smiling and looking. 
it, it stuck in my Kieran head. Is it Kieran Shipka or yes, was, was it Kieran, Kieran Shipka? Shipka? Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. I gotta watch that part again. I didn't remember the the creep out part, but I, I think there's so many scary things that I I never paid attention to before until watching it last night. I noticed it more than ever. There's some scary images, and I love the way they do the score. And yes. not just where, not just and when and when I I say where they do it, I do like the score a lot. I think it's great, but where they choose to use it, there's certain ways they use it. Like when she opens the book, they play that like that high pitch fucking. It almost sounds like crickets chirping in the background, and there's different things they do throughout. It's the it's the where they implement the score is fucking is genius timing. I think it it really works, man. Yeah, I'll just say the sound alone in this film, like uh, even like the noises the Babadook makes, it's like oh. so unnatural and just creepy. Even when it sounds Goose. like it's almost like a uh, dinosaur, it'll come back. So. Like dinosaur. screeching, unnatural sound. Yeah, dinosaur. Well, because that's what I picture when I hear that noise. I've heard that noise before, like in other movies, but like it reminds me of like a raptor scream or something. <laughs> right? Yeah, man. So, yeah, it's just the sound design in this is just really freaking effective and creepy because it's like there's a yeah. lot of mixing issues I've noticed with movies where it's super quiet dialogue, really loud, everything else, and this one um, it had like that perfect blend. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it, really it, it's like a character. Yeah, you're right because it, it's what what amps up the tension. What yeah. is that? What are you showing it's us? It's like an ex girlfriend of mine. That's dinosaur. Oh We're my just lord! Talking about her. Oh, oh okay. Oh, dinosaur. Sorry, I thought you said dinosaur. Someone's in the kitchen with dinosaurs. Uh, <laughs> honestly, Scott. I mean, I'm glad. Like, you are. Uh, no. Just oh. feel free to backhand him, ghost dad style. Hey, <laughs> I'm attempting to just choke his ass. Did I just go blurry? Yeah, you yeah, did. You, did. you, you sure did. You the gods have blurry. listened. Blur his voice, gods. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he oh, left. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he loves... <laughs> and now he's back. Look at you. No, I did that on purpose. Oh, okay. I knew. I read it the whole time. I know what you're up to. So this is that. that's my thing about it, the psychological aspect of it. If it is psychological, why did she see the newscast of herself being dead and that stuff on the TV, that would, to me, that would, that would, she should be certifiable. If you're able to see shit, that freaking, think about this. And I, I'm very, and I'm sure we all are, we're very, um, we feel bad for someone that has to undergo any type of psychological, you know, has anything going wrong in their brain that way. But if you get to the point that you're seeing stuff like that on your television, to me, the indication would be, I don't care if it's grief, depression, or what, you need some type of help. That can't well, be, I, ass I assume she is getting help at the end. I mean, yeah, well, we do have the um, the social services people who come. I think she accepts her grief and is getting help at the end. I don't think she's yeah. just dealing with it on her own and decide, oh, I'm going to bury it in the basement. I think she's actually dealing with it and getting better. Yeah, she needs some medication. To, yeah, and I was saying about that uh, news segment, yeah. I think what you what we are seeing is her being completely sleep deprived because, like, her son's waking her up when she's exhausted. Uh, the Babadook had kept her up the night before. Like, so I don't think she's sleeping because you can even look in her eyes. Like, it's just, their eyes are just bloodshot and she's like yeah. just staring like a zombie. So I think she is hallucinating or doing a lucid dreaming where she's because she's probably pick, uh, in her thoughts of darkness thought about killing her son before. So like, what she's like you with the dog the is her lucid dreaming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. I agree. But I, that, that makes sense. 
But yeah, I think it's just her lucid hallucinations that she's seeing port- played out on the TV screen, like of what she's thought of in her head. That good. Oh, you know what? That works. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep deprivation will do all kinds of. It, it takes. Don't too- kill me. <laughs> it's not that type of dog. No, but this is. You said you had a Bichon. That's a Bichon. Oh, my Bichon don't look like that. Look at that poofy head. Looks like it's the size of a poof. No. <laughs> God. Yeah, the dog in the movie is definitely not a Bichon, but that's that's a. Bichon. You don't think so? It looks a lot like my dog. Looks like a terrier, some sort of terrier. Maybe it is. That Bichon you just showed us was out of proportion for sure. There's no question. Its head was way too big for its body. Well, it's just a fur. Well, whatever it is, it was definitely it's out of proportion. It looks <laughs> looks looks off. You're um, out of proportion. <laughs> it's okay. One of my cats is out of proportion. Oreo's head is the same size it was when he was a kitten, but his body continues to grow. He's, he's out, and I tell him he's out of proportion. And there he is, the out of proportion cat. Okay. Some people are too, you know? Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Your attitude's out of proportion. <laughs> it might be. It might be. And Brandon, oh. your attitude needs an abortion. <laughs> uh, him, yeah. Don't encourage him. Don't encourage him. <laughs> I love it. Hey, can you insert those cricket sounds that they play during the Babadook <laughs> after Scott's joke? Yeah. <laughs> I could, <laughs> and I will. <laughs> no. Just those ones. <laughs> I'll tell you, this is a movie thing that happens, and it bothers me every time. It happened in this movie, and it happened in New Nightmare. And both times I saw it, I said to myself, that would never happen to my child. Obviously, it's the scene when he climbs up the fucking, all the way to the top of that jungle gym, and when that kid does it in New Nightmare. Again, I'm not saying I'm the world's greatest parent, but I can tell you this. At no time, especially at that age, would my daughter be out of my sight that for that long of time, especially if she's not right next to me, that either one of those children would have made it that high up onto some fucking thing without but me she knowing. doesn't care that's the thing like, I think that's the, yeah. that was the show she, she's Good. so okay. interested in being involved in the conversation with her sister right that's her sister that she's he's out of sight out of mind done irritate yourself and then boom okay. she's brought back to reality I think that's this... back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. <laughs> oh, there goes gravity. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Good call. Good call. You're right. As far as New Nightmare, I don't know. That, you know, that, 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 that old movie. Freddie Freddy carries oh. him over the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I had to look at my notes before, uh, you know, to make sure. Dirty hands, ink, question mark. We talked about that. Dirty <laughs> hands. Dirty hands. Hands. Ham hands. Ham. Nasty bugs. That, that's nasty, you know? Uh, oh, yeah, the maggots and everything crawling all uh, over. Yeah, the disgusting-looking yeah. kitchen. Then when, they, then when they walk in, like, the food looks perfect. Everything looks good. Yeah. This, I, I definitely just enjoy the hell out of this film. Like, it's there's so much to uh, just kind of take away from it. It's, like, just so layered. Yeah. I agree with that. It is really good. I think it's very layered. It's Are shot you... well. I, I like yeah. the dreary inside of it. Everything's kind of like a, a a shade of like a a, a sad-looking blue, but like different shades of it. It's like it, very dreary, right? It almost looks like the uh, the inside of the house almost looks like the pop-up book, the way it's just drab black and white shades. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. The text inside the book speaks to her mental illness about, you know, the longer you deny me, the stronger I get stuff like that it's it's i don't think it's like that stuff is like overly it's not subtle it's right there for you it's a sort of in plain sight but it's just well done it's effective the supernatural aspects that we see 
are effective, and it just makes for a good psychological, if you want to say supernatural, I, I wouldn't argue it, I don't think it is, but if you want to say supernatural horror film also, it's fine by me, but it's, it's, no, it's cool me. nonetheless. I think I think maybe you are right. I think you guys have helped me through. But this. I love but I love the look of the supernatural supernatural aspects they show us anyway. Da, 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 da. Oh, they're they're fucking fantastic. Yeah, they really are. I, I think that uh, it's one of the rare movies where characters do annoying or maybe borderline bad thing. Well, definitely bad things for the mother, but yet you still find yourself really caring and feeling feeling bad for them. Definitely, yeah. I feel bad for the kid the whole time, no matter what. And the mother, even though she does bad things, you, you do feel bad for her when she goes to that party and those women are talking about, oh, yeah, some of those poor disadvantaged mothers and this and that. And I see what she's saying, you know, when she gets offended kind of at, at that woman, like, you know, playing it down. And she goes, I help these disadvantaged women. And, and then she goes, oh, I don't have time to do this. And she's living high on the hog or, you know what I mean? At the same time, when she opens her mouth about it, I'm like, yeah. I go, you go. Cock of the you know, I <laughs> and you can kind of like yeah like you said you can feel for her and re- relate with her because it's like what she's dealing with at the same time like with a kid that's just so high energy and wanting her attention all the time like i've known parents where it's just like they just need a break they need to get away for a second and she just can't with him and like and of course her other mental illness is on top of that it just makes her just snap Great what stuff. do you rate it oh. let's do it we do ratings no, on do the it. show too yeah, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Scott. You're the guest. Um, I would probably just because I, I, like I said, there's so many layers. Scott Crawford, oh. ladies and gentlemen, it'll catch up. <laughs> he does this all the time. I'm just rewatch. I noticed a lot more. I would probably give this uh, 8.5 out of 10. Right on. Cool. 8.5 out of 10 is a fair rating for this. I think I liked it more than the first time I watched it, which I, I think I came in at like eight. I. I so it's fine. This is only the second time for me watching this film. And yeah, I think that's yep, same uh, here. Yeah. Great score. 8.5. Nice. Well, I'm a nine. I, 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 nice. I really love the movie. Yeah. I really, it's always been between like the lowest I probably ever got it down was an eight. It's always been between an eight and a nine, but I'm right back where I once was with it. I, I really enjoyed it last night more than I have before. So yeah, it moves along well. Right. too. it's a quick pace yeah. film. Really well done. Uh, two out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> No, eight and a half black hats out of ten. Nice. Wow. Look at that. Nice. I'm the Hall of Fame, baby. Hall of Fame. Wow. Woo. I have a mail from the next one, and we're back. <laughs> we're discussing uh, if we're going to do Fango or not. The Fango stuff I have is mostly stuff that was uh, pulled from uh, articles in there. Wait, I, it, I have it? something. Okay. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Got it. Wait. Okay. Uh, Tom and Jerry's playing. Chaos Walking, Boogie, Spongebob Movie, Monster Hunter. Uh, I was doing Fandango. <laughs> oh, Fango! Oh, I said Fango, sorry. I wish we didn't hit record yet. In this case. I wish we hit mute on you, you fucking skunk prick. <laughs> that was good. I won't do any letters this week. I only have one from episode uh, issue three for next time. We're still on issue two. <laughs> issue two, which we can't see. Prophecies on the cover. But I'm highlighting things that I, that I pick up in the articles, which are interesting and in bringing them in. So this was an interview with Don Coscarelli. And this was before people actually got to see... Um, 
you know, Phantasm. This is this is 1979 still, and it wasn't just wasn't out exactly yet. October 79, or maybe it was. Either way, uh, they're talking about it. This is here's some interesting things I pulled out of it. Uh, what he did was two movies. <laughs> Sorry, Dave, you disappeared. Oh, okay. What visually or, or yeah, visually you just got there. You there you are. <laughs> he did two movies prior to Phantasm. One was called Jim, the world's greatest, and another one was called um, Jim K. Something from Toronto. <laughs> yeah, Jim K. The world's greatest, and Jim Kenny K. is just okay. <laughs> Jesus is just okay. Oh no, I said okay. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry, it's all right with me. Not okay. <laughs> Same thing though. Okay, all right. Anyway, and another one was something called Kenny and Company. What was interesting about this is, okay, I'll read a little bit here. Jim did little at the box office, which which, which Coscarelli attributes to the Universal Sales Department's reluctance to get behind the film. A similar fate almost befell the second Coscarelli film, a comedy called Kenny and Company, says Coscarelli. 20th Century Fox bought it because they thought it might be another Benji. But it isn't Benji. It concerns a group of kids who are preparing for a Halloween celebration. All through the film, the kids are pretty sane, while the adults act kind of crazy. And the humor goes out of that situation. Grows out, pardon me. Fox didn't know how to approach it, and the approach they did use didn't work. It's been tuning up on cable TV lately, so people are finally getting a chance to see it. So now, (laughs) this is the funny thing. Mike... uh, Last year, Kenny and Company surprised everyone by becoming a, su- a huge success in Japan. Michael <laughs> Baldwin, before he had the A on his name, <laughs> who stars as Mike Pearson in Phantasm, makes his film debut in Kenny and Company as an undisciplined youngster who habitually tells off the adult characters in the film. This sort of thing is unheard of in Japan, where a tradition of family honor will ha- still has a powerful hold. Japanese audiences loved Baldwin's sassiness and made the picture a big success. In a recent poll, Baldwin was voted one of the 10 most popular stars in Japan. So, <laughs> A. Wow. Michael Baldwin was voted one of the most 10 popular stars of Japan in 1979. Yeah. Um, let's see. Here's something else interesting I got into. Many people find the most remarkable effect to be the silver sphere, says Coscarelli. And that was designed by a mechanical engineer named Willard Green. Green has quite an, an inventive, Green was quite an inventive old fellow and had worked for one other film, Alligator, which has never been released. He built a 25-foot mechanical alligator suit designed to be worn by two men. Great-looking thing. Unfortunately, Willard died before Phantasm was completed and never got to see the sphere on the film. So I looked wow. into this guy. Yeah. And I looked into him, this this William Green guy, and I looked up the movie Alligator from 1980 or whatever year it was, 80, 81, and he wasn't credited in the department. So I did some more digging, and sure enough, he did build this mechanical suit that, w- that was operated by some people, but was only used in a handful of scenes, so he never got credit. You right. could say you did some investigatoring. <laughs> look at Christian's face. Like I'm off the show. Like, I like I'm it. dumbfounded. <laughs> 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 that, although that was quick witted. Yeah. yeah. 
Can I just smash the real Brandon? <laughs> that's, that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. Just a picture with a big wrench stuck down the side of his face. <laughs> Kenny I'll and Company. For this. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Just ship me that tin uh, Friday the 13th set. We'll call it even Stephen. Uh, <laughs> I believe in Canada, in Canada, it's called Letter Kenny and Company. <laughs> the letter Kenny and Company is free on YouTube. Oh, it's free on YouTube? It's on YouTube, so you can watch it. I just checked while you're talking. Yeah. Wow, Canadian nice. YouTube. Okay. <laughs> now, there's an article called uh, Two Faces of Fright. Faces. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. The there director... they are. <laughs> <laughs> the director of uh, Director Robin Mamolian recalls the intricacies blah, intricacies of creating Frederick March's horrific quality during the filming of the 1932 screen classic. One of the interesting things about the early Fangos, one, two, three, the single digit ones, is that they were kind of catering to four, five, six. A lot Which of one, one, two, three. No, all the all the single digits. I would say all the single digits. All the single. You son of a bitch! You just wanted him to see it again. I love it. Look at look at Scott's oh. reaction. He's in hell. <laughs> <laughs> He's in hell. I'm in hell. I can't believe I did that joke. I can't believe I did a Beyonce joke again. Oh my god! Again? Amazing. <laughs> again? Like I, I don't know if I've done it before. Probably. Knowing <laughs> you, probably. <laughs> That's the thing about the early Fangorias. They were marketed. Half of it was fantasy. They were fantasy. They they even used the word a lot. Like towards the end, there's an article. And um, which one is it? Who are they talking about? No, prophecy. Either one, they say, uh, I want to say it's Richard Matheson. Yeah, master of fantasy. They don't say horror. They use the horror, but it's like 50% of it's horror, 50% of it's fantasy. And half of the horror they discuss or have articles about is about the old school stuff. You know, the, the universal monsters and everything else, some hammer, which is interesting because at the time there wasn't a whole lot. I mean, there was. In 1979, there was a whole lot of modern horror, but there was still a heavy emphasis on the early stuff. And they slowly transitioned out of it. That's what's really interesting about going through these old Fangorias to see, you know, what they ended up being and how they started. But like, I don't have I don't have issue one yet, but it's still too expensive. And I will get it eventually, but I'm not going to do something stupid. But I'm really curious about the evolution of it. But they're talking about this movie. And I, I found it really odd about Jekyll and Hyde and how so many iterations there were were of this movie. And I'm just going to read them real quick because it, it kind of was shocking to me. The many possibilities of this type of story soon attracted the developing movie industry. Many movie versions of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde have been produced for the silver screen. Among them are the first 1908 production by Selig Poliscope, a 1910 Danish version by Nordisk, a U.S. version directed by Lucas Henderson, a 1913 British version by Kenetto Kenema Color, and the following U.S. films, in 1913 by IMP with King Baggett and Jane Golly, in 1920 by the Pioneer Film Corp, I don't know, Gale, sorry, (coughs) produced by Louis B. Mayer and starring Sheldon Lewis, in 1920 by Paramount, directed by John S. Robertson and starring John Barrymore, and in 1932 by Paramount, which is the one, and in 1941, directed and produced by Victor Fleming. All of those 
Could you believe that there was that many Jekyll and Hyde between 1908 and 1941? I had no idea about this stuff. I would have thought there had only been the Universal one at that point. Right? Yeah. I honestly think the person that wrote that article is two-faced in their line. <laughs> Look at Christian again. He's like, he's like, fuck. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> that was a good joke, I, but just don't. But don't. <laughs> Please stop. Amazing. Now, now there's an article about Dracula, Dracula Fever, because they had 1979's Dracula starring Frank Langella. That's when it was being made. So they're talking about this, and. I didn't know this, but it said Frank Langella's wry and seductive performance in the 1978 stage version of Dracula has been indicated by many as the starting point for the current wave of vampire mania sweeping the country. So I didn't know this, but they they got him to do it because he was doing it on stage, Frank Langella. And then he got the role in in the 79 movie. And then, you know, apparently Dracula fever took, took, uh, took the nation. I've got know. Dracula I, fever, I, I, Dracula it, fever. It, it's driving me Pac-Man crazy. Fever, but never Dracula fever. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Dracula, Dracula was a vegetarian? Fever. He hated eating steaks. <laughs> oh. Even that even dads are committing steak. suicide before telling that joke. <laughs> like they, I I toss myself off the Empire State Building before luring myself to that joke. I still can't get over that Dave looks like he's in a fucking level of Candy Crush. (laughs) (laughs) Then he's losing. Well, I'll change it. I'll change it next time. It'll be a different different tie-dye. It feels like I'm watching the uh, Inagata DeVita video from uh, Fred. uh, Yes. (laughs) Let's. Oh, yeah. What does he say? Let's trip out. Hey, Spence. Let's trip out. (laughs) Let's trip out. (laughs) Amazing. <laughs> oh, I love that scene and everything comes out of the TV. That's yeah. one of the saving graces of that film. Oh, for sure. <laughs> love yeah. that. I dig that. Uh, now, Richard Matheson, I'll just talk about it for a minute. It's actually a two-part interview. This part in episode issue two and issue three. <laughs> so <laughs> I found this interesting about Matheson and... Um, Romero and the influence, and then something else that he says later about uh, his versions of some of the stuff he's written and his distaste for them. But he's talking about um, I Am Legend is a story of a worldwide epidemic of vampirism that led to the film adaptations The Last Man on Earth from 53 and The Omega Man from 71. This book is also acknowledged by George A. Romero to be the main source of inspiration for his films Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have thought about it at the time, yeah. but yeah, that's that's his ideas there. And then one more thing here about Matheson, he does not, he is not happy with uh, what happened with um, those movies. He still doesn't think that, well, at this time, even 1979, that they did it right. And he talks a little bit about Corman here. He says, when asked to recount his work working experience at Roger Corman, a man who has become one of the greatest cult figures in fantastic cinema. Matheson pauses for a moment and then answers. As a director, Corman was off always very efficient and pleasant. We got along very well together. I don't think that he was a film director in the sense that he dealt with actors, though. Actors would ask Roger questions, and he would say something like, do whatever you want. <laughs> Which That's how I kind of look at it. Had- I yeah, like when, that when style. You You're the actors. actor. 
Psycho Sorry. Corman? <laughs> Not my hunky boys. <laughs> do whatever you want worked out when you had all the old pros who would do what they wanted to do anyway, but there were a lot of young people in those films who couldn't act very well, and a different director might have helped them a bit more. Corman was a camera director, a visual director. He was very good at that. So I just thought that was funny. He said, go. And then here's the ending part. He says, one of the greatest disappointments in Matheson's film career is closely related to one of his greatest triumphs, the various film incarnations of his classic novel, I Am Legend. I Am Legend was originally to be made by Hammer Films in the late 1950s, he recalls. So I went over to England and I wrote a script for them, which the censor subsequently scuttled as being too violent. I've never been able to understand that, especially in light of some of the bloody things Hammer was doing them. then. In any event, the property was sold to independent producer called Robert Lippert. Lippert subsequently met with me and told me that he was going to get Fritz Lang to direct, and I was so excited as he'd done Metropolis. I rewrote the script, and it was really great. It was I Am Legend right down to the teeth. But then, while this producer turned around and hired some guy who I won't name for a rewrite, and this fellow just tore the hell out of it. I hated it so much when I put that I put my pen name, Logan Swanson, who has really written some insufferable garbage on it. Then to make matters worse, instead of Lang, they hired a director named Sidney Salkow to do it. They also hired Vincent Price for the lead. Now, Price is a fine actor, but he was all wrong for that part. In the end, they even went to Italy to shoot it. It was a very depressing experience. They haven't done I Am Legend yet, as far as I'm concerned. So, <laughs> I still need to see that one with Vincent Price and the Omega Man. I've never actually watched those originals. There's a, uh, I have yeah. a Blu-ray. It has both of them on them. It has I Am Legend and Omega Man on it. Oh, nice. I think I have the uh, Vincent Price collection that has uh, I Am Legend uh, on it. There you go. That's so, cool. when you're talking about the the Dracula from 1979 uh, or 78, mm-hmm. whenever it came out, I I kept re- and I brought this up on the show before. There was a show that came out at that time frame called Cliffhangers, and I thought it was that movie b- broken down for TV. Turns out it wasn't, but there is a Dracula segment. It's three stories that were told. Um, and the series, I guess, the season was about 11 episodes long. But the Dracula story was told in the first 10 episodes and they're all on youtube so i can't wait to go revisit that because i remember it kind of being intrigued but of course scared because i was only five years old when i think the show hit Mm -hmm. and so uh, now i just realized their youtube is uh fantastic for this and all the episodes are there so if you're a dracula completist so do i so if you're a dracula completist or just want to check it out there there's uh the dracula segment from the show cliffhangers there it's the full show but we'll leave those cliffhangers for next week yeah. <laughs> like we've always done. Yeah. <laughs> now there's more in, in issue number two that I want to get into, but it, it would take a little long. But I, I issue three, there is only one letter I wanted to read, so I figured we had just enough time to read the one letter. And I'm going because Christian, it's going to apply to you. So check this. Canadian cuts. Uh, my favorite issue. Pardon. My favorite article issue number one. On issue number one, was the. Interview with Tom Savini of Dawn of the Dead. That's why I got to get that freaking magazine. (laughs) From the article, I was expecting a very terrifying motion picture with plenty of gore. Instead, I was sorely disappointed with Romero's sequel, 
to one of the greatest horror pictures of all time. The ghouls were portrayed as buffoons. I have a f- further comp- complaint that does not rest with the film, with the movie makers, but with the censors. The film I saw here in Ontario was heavily censored. The photo on page 12 of your mag shows an exploding head. <laughs> this did not appear in the film I saw. According to Savini, the hero drives a screwdriver into the ear of a ghoul on camera. I saw Steve grab the screwdriver and saw his arm swinging to connect, and then the ghoul died. Not one drop of blood. Also missing is the effect that Savini says was o- says almost always gets applause when the spinning blades of a helicopter take off the top of the head of an attacking ghoul. These are just three examples I noticed because of your article. How many more scenes might be missing unnoticed? And if the movie is restricted to begin with, why in God's name cut off the violence? David Seaburn, London, Ontario, Canada. Here's the answer. We spoke to Dawn's producer, Richard Rubenstein, about your letter. Neither George nor or I are happy to see the delete the deletions made by the Canadian government censors, says Rubenstein. You know that we went to great lengths to see that it was shown intact in the U.S. Because of the Canadian system, the only other alternative to censorship would have been for Canadian fans to just not have seen the film at all. We are not. Yeah, I've read that. I've read that letter before. Uh, really? And yeah, because I had that uh, issue way back in the day, and I have uh, I've got them all wow. digital as well. But the. Yeah, I I don't agree. I, I understand there are a lot of people that didn't like the fact that they're treated like buffoons, but that's, uh, I mean, I love that. I mean, that's that's why it's my favorite horror. Yeah, film. but didn't 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 Dawn come out in like '84 in Canada? No, you jackass! <laughs> it didn't. So the theatrical <laughs> version, of course, I guess suffered from the from that. But I, I I was too young to know or care because I wouldn't have seen it in the theater. But when it hit video, it was in the regular version, the version we all know. So. Quebec, it was a non-issue for the, me. The con cut. Yeah, it's I, I kind of figured as much. <laughs> I kind of figured for you, you weren't seeing it in '79. No, no I didn't know I, what I, happened. When, yeah, you know, because my dad wasn't so, into gore or horror really. Like I said, the furthest he went was like uh, he liked Hitchcock and he liked The Innocents, which is what I saw. I mean, like I never at that age, like I wouldn't have seen any of that. Right, The Innocents. So by the time it came to VHS, this is something I always wanted to ask you. You talk about the movie ratings in Canada and how they differ from uh, in the States. Now, when you went to rent VHS as a child. At video, video, video? At video, video, video. (laughs) (laughs) When you looked on the box, did it have the the Canadian ratings or was it the same? Like, I don't think I've ever seen a, um, a VHS box that had a Canadian rating on it. PG-34, right? At the time... Uh, this fucking guy. At the time... <laughs> it's like a I, I, I might be talking out of line, but I just remember it would be rated R or it would be rated PG at the time. Maybe when the 90s hit or the late, the late 80s, early 90s, they started putting the Canadian rating on there as well, which would have been like uh, then 14A and it probably was more in the 90s, you know? PG, PG, 14A or 18A are restricted. So oh, well, it's like they're seating you at an event. This is your seat, 18A, 14A. <laughs> Sir, you're in 14A, you're in 18A. Well, you're going oh, to see a 14A movie and you're in seat 14A. <laughs> well, no, I mean, if, if, when you say it out loud, it sounds Canadian. 14A. <laughs> oh, 
brilliant. That was the only funny joke cracked in the last 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) So when you went to video stores in the 80s, they were all the U.S. versions of videotapes is what I was basically getting to. Okay, so by the time that happened, obviously, if you saw Dawn of the Dead, it was just a regular one that put out by media or whoever the hell put them out at the time. Okay, interesting. So they loosened up between 1979 and the mid-80s with videotapes. Because if you went to the theater and saw it in Canada, you know, you you saw the censored version. Then years later, you see it on videotape, and it's completely – that would have been exciting, though, you know? I think no different than a lot of them. You know, we see the cut for like the there's only a few instances where I knew that we went an extra step in censoring. It sounds like Dawn of the Dead. I know that Friday the 13th Part 5 was banned in like one of the province or or censored in on it was weird. It was just like a handful that I remember got extra censorship or or some other weird thing. But then once video hit, everything would be kind of intact. That's cool. And I tell you, the evolution of the zombies in his thing, I've always not complained about it because everything else about the movies were so good in part in the dawn and day. But I wish they would have remained just as they were in, in night. To me, that black night's the scariest. Yeah. Pardon me? Black and white. Just a black and white. <laughs> no, yeah, the remember the, the movie in color and the zombies black and white. That would have been something. Huh? <laughs> that could have been like what they used for video dead. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that would have been cool. Shit. Yeah. But they were badass and freaky. They were scary. I, I prefer the zombies from Night over over the others. The way they evolved in each movie was a little, I don't know, more. But then it got to ridiculous heights by the time they got to freaking land yeah. and the other one. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah <laughs> them trying to remember how to drive cars and survival of the dead. I'm like, oh, boy. Um, <laughs> we're going this route. <laughs> they literally, it's like, it's like they were the same zombies from 19... 19- from the first one, six movies later, and they evolve as if they were like were born as children, and they, their brains, right. which would make no <laughs> sense. If anything, it would be the opposite; they'd be decaying more. They, yeah, exactly. They should be reverting to fucking to not be barely being able to move. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. that is so true. Yeah, it's weird. Well, we got to get on this sun move here. Yeah, Son. let's do it. Christian's already left, so that's good. <laughs> it's his opinion on the movie. He already left. Fuck it. <laughs> and we'll go into spoilers at the end. I think there's yeah. a, a question or two. Yeah. All right, here we go. Son from 2021, written and directed by Ivan Kavanaugh. When a Ka- young boy... Kavanaugh. When a young boy contracts a mysterious illness, his mother must decide how far she will go to protect him from terrifying forces in her past. Uh, based upon a little jibber jabber that we had before uh, uh, on our jibber jabber. <laughs> what your jibber jabber? <laughs> That's it. I couldn't remember <laughs> what we said. I have it here somewhere. It seems as though Brandon has an issue with it and Scott does not. That's all I know so far. Based upon, well, I don't know what Christian says. I, I know my opinion. For me, <laughs> this movie's fine. I know my opinion. <laughs> I'm glad you know your opinion. Yeah, I know it. And I'm, I, this movie's fine with me. I'm really confused um, as to what they do at the end and why. I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, but that's kind of going to be spoiler. But I, I thought it was a well-made film. I don't think it's as good as The Canal, the other movie directed by Kavanaugh. I think he has another one after that. But I think this is this this film is fine. But I don't know. 
I I have a I have so many issues with it, and they might come across as nitpicks, but I could literally break down this whole movie and be like, I don't like that. That's dumb. That's stupid. This doesn't make sense. Why? What's their motive? What's the intention? This that the sound design is fucking awful. I hate movies what? where every two seconds is a fucking jump scare where you got to lower the volume on your TV and then you got to raise it back up because you can't hear them talking. I fucking hate that there was one good scare in this movie and it was the very first scare when she opens the door to her son's bedroom and the people are standing there fucking yeah, that's creepy that fucking yeah. like drained the blood out of my fucking body i was just like i turned white but everything did else it ever come back <laughs> still white wait turn around yeah there's come on your back <laughs> come back christian <laughs> i don't understand why you have a hate on though for why it's so extreme i like because... the movie it's not it's not fantastic but I like that this again. It's a continuation of last year, and the I, I'm finding we're just getting great cinematography lately. Yeah, and and it, it doesn't even seem to be a, a matter of the budget. And this movie looks great, and the acting is decent. I only laughed unintentionally once, where for whatever reason the director had the main girl like rocking, and, and I started was, laughing. She was, she was diving. That was it. Yeah, but yeah, she, she was, was good. Laughing. But other than that. Other than me laughing at that one spot, which is a nitpick, I thought she was good. The kid was okay. I thought they overplayed the the connection that they had and the hunky dory relationship they had. That felt a little forced, but I was, was fine this, with what, it. Was this a David Bowie album or a fucking Ivan Kavanaugh movie? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's just fucking hunky dory here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I really did enjoy it. But I do agree with Brandon like that the sound design like. This one was very annoying with like the loud noises when something crazy happened and then very quiet talking like that does drive me nuts. And it always seems to be in certain horror films. Um, But yeah, I but other than that, though, uh, I thought the acting was pretty good. The child actor, I thought, did pretty good, especially when like he was sick, like some of the scenes where he was sick was just freaking scary the way he was acting. Um, And I. I just kind of dug the story, like, in general. Like, uh, sure, they don't explain some things, but I kind of feel that's just, like, left as a mystery on purpose. I feel it's lazy. I feel it's lazy. They don't explain anything. The whole opening scene is this woman giving birth to a child. People are following her. And then we jump to 10 years later, and it starts up again. How did, how did she escape this for 10 years? Why didn't those guys just grab her in the diner? Why did they take the booth behind her? And they're just following her. I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. And then when we get the reveal of what's going on, why? To what end? And I look. I know people are gonna be like, "Well, you love Rosemary's Baby. They don't really explain." Yeah, that a was lot be kind of, of my argument. <laughs> but they do at least from Guy's standpoint in Rosemary's Baby. You know, he he did what he did for for fame and fortune. You know, the the Castavets and all the the tenants and everything and the whole Satan worship and all that maybe is a little. Maybe it's more well, developed in the book, but here I'm just like, what? What? A pedo? I have no problem with the 10 year flash forward. Uh, it was more like, why is 10 years, excuse me, why is 10 years the magical moment where he starts getting sick? Did they explain that part? Yeah, because the family they, came. Yeah, because yeah, those that, people came and they gave him flesh. Yep, those yes. people came and fed him flesh. And that's well, what how did they, so they, okay. Fine. So that's that part. But then what is the so they eluded them for 10 years. And then what was the I thought it was him getting to the hospital that that alerted everybody to the fact that 
there's this weird kid with a weird disease and it maybe it traveled through the system to get back to the main people. How did they find them then? Because then I agree with Brandon. How did all they of a looked, sudden... They looked, they looked for 10 years because the night she gave birth, she became fucking MacGyver and magically disappeared <laughs> and it took them 10 years to find her. Mo- moved one town over. Yeah, she moved <laughs> one town over. She establishes <laughs> fake identities for them and they're living a normal life in a nice house. And I, I really, I have so many issues with it. It's so dramatically average this film that it angers me i don't hate it in the point where it's i think it's garbage (laughs) it's just so average to me that it pisses me off i mean you guys do bring up a good point about the whole like 10 year gap and like how do they find her find her because i was just kind of assuming like in those 10 years they were just in my head this is you know once again the movie's not giving you anything to work off of so this is all being pieced in my head so i just assumed in those 10 years they've had people all over the place just kind of looking for her and i think emil her uh, Emily, Emil Hirsch's character ended up having something to do with. That's what finding. I was going to say. The reveal the that we get later on, which doesn't necessarily make sense. And I'll get to that. I guess if we go to spoilers, I don't get that. But I mean, that's what I think when, when somebody is inserted in there and the way, and the way their relationship goes, I can see that as being done for a reason. So I get that, but now I agree with what Scott said, that these guys are making good points because why would it take them 10 years to find them? They didn't go that far. That's what I don't, that's, you're right. That is a good yeah. point, Brandon. Uh, why did they go? Why did yeah. it take? I didn't, that didn't cross my mind. My complaints about the movie would be, like I said, a question I'll have at the, at the, at the end scene, that reveal. And just that it's kind of derivative. You know what I mean? I would say that's derivative of things we've seen before, which is fine, but it didn't take a – the only new step that it took was that little that little reveal at the end, which I liked that they did it, but I was still confused with, with why. But I did laugh. I did laugh at something. <laughs> there was unintentional comedy. The one scene in the beginning, which I do love the beginning. They show them how happy they are and everything else. I don't know. I, I like the introduction. It was to too hunky-dory. But then maybe it was too, uh, you know, too apple pie. Maybe so. Yeah. But uh, when she, I, I, two things I like. One thing I like. I like that she runs across the street for help. For once in a movie, something happens in a house, and the, and the person in that house just doesn't panic. They do the logical thing, and they run to a neighbor. You never see this in movies, and you should see it more often. So right. I like that she did that. She ran across the street. But, but as much as I there? thought that was cool, <laughs> no, what she said, she literally says this to the woman at the door. She says, call the police. And then she starts running away. And the woman says to her, who should I call? (laughs) (laughs) The police. What do you mean, who? I just said, call the police. Why are you asking? (laughs) Maybe they're on a first day basis. That's hilarious. (laughs) 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 Who should I call? That 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 becomes the the film's biggest problem is is the, um, the police. Uh, and the connection and everything. I think that is what ends up spiraling this film a little bit more into to, to the, the derivative. I, th- I wish they, they they left that aspect out. Right, because why did the cop do what he did? It doesn't make any sense. If if we get a reveal later, it doesn't make sense that that would happen. If anything, he would be aiding more in trying to, you know, not let the person have any any harm come to them. And some other things, but when when there comes to a scene when there when somebody gets shot, I'm like, well, why would you allow that to happen? Why not just have them shoot at a different body part, not shoot to kill? I I I don't get that. Wouldn't you want someone? Wouldn't you want someone? We were a different body part. 
<laughs> and at first when when uh you know I was like, well, this this detective comes in and I'm like, man, he mu- he must be like me. He must really he must really like um attractive girls that are crazy. Because <laughs> you know, I'm like, he's really settling down quick with this girl that he just met who clearly is either well, seeing things that nobody else they just believes. make out. Right? Oh, yeah, we just made out <laughs> like a couple of teenagers. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> How well, weird Emil, is Emil Hirsch girl? looks like he's fifteen. I mean, I mean, I know he's older, but he always <laughs> looks young. So watching him as a detective making out, it just—I don't know. It just—it <laughs> didn't fit for me. I just thought it was weird that she was the girl from Halloween. Three years later, from playing a freaking high schooler herself, she's like a mother now of, of a freaking whatever. Of oh, a t- that was her, wasn't it? Holy crap! Yeah, Andy yeah. Manichick. Yeah, I was like. Wait a minute! I thought she was gonna call her a grandmother, you know. Right. <laughs> this, you know what this mo- movie could have used a fu- couple of fucking pumpkins. <laughs> well, <laughs> again, the acting's all decent enough, but I agree, Brandon. I when I saw him, I'm like, oh, there's the dude from uh, the Autopsy of Jane of Jane Doe or whatever. And then I'm like, yeah. but he was miscast. And not, oh, yeah, not that no, he's a yeah, bad actor. Obvious. He just he just doesn't seem old enough. I knew it was the girl from Halloween. After I looked it up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, it's not Jamie Lee Curtis. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was, I, I didn't, I bought her in that role. A-okay. He did seem miscast. Like, it just felt off. Young. I also. Yeah. I, go ahead, Scott. I think, I think personally, uh, it, I think it's almost led, supposed to be like where you feel like he's miscast just because of what he is like maybe like he, he's supposed to stand out and not like fit in like as a typical detective or cop and i'll buy that 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 works i can i can i can get behind that yeah unlike christian i will not buy that or get behind it <laughs> but i still like you a lot ah my heart more, more than a friend oh, okay, here's my question. Evident. oh boy it's evident grab assin hey <laughs> of course here's my question now how come when one person visits another one that they haven't seen since childhood, they have a discussion, and they tell them, wait a minute, what you're telling me isn't true. This didn't happen. There was no, there was none of that. She was taking the side that the cops were taking who weren't believing her. She was telling a story. Nobody believed it. The cops didn't believe it. Then she goes and she sees somebody and he tells her, hey, this actually happened when we were kids. It was this. It was a cult. It was this. It was yada, yada. And she's like, no, that's all in your head. Why would she say that? Then later on, we see that she really believes it. That made yeah. no sense to me, that part. Yeah, Please. I, I, like, she, she, she forms a relationship with Paul, the detective, and she doesn't open up to him until they're in the hospital much later on about it. And they've established yeah. trust at this point. Well, like, also, she didn't remember a lot of, like, what because of, like, her going to the mental hospital because of her trauma. They made her forget a lot of the stuff. So, like, but, yeah, I do agree with the whole, uh, like, so I can see why she didn't tell uh, the cop. But, like, I... Yeah, but she did. Uh, but, she yeah. did tell the cop. You guys are missing something here. She said I was in a cult. Yeah, she but that's, like, way too late to bring that up. So she was yeah, into yeah. cult. Uh, fire... Fire lady or whatever the hell's called. <laughs> fire woman. Fire. Fire, fire lady. Fire lady. It's like a wrestler from the 80s. The fire lady. <laughs> no. She tells the cop in, in the hospital yeah. that I was in a cult. Okay. Now, 
flash forward about half an hour later in the movie. Yeah, she goes see some friend. And she, yeah, and he tells her about a cult, and she says, no, that never happened. This is all in your head. No, this. because Why? she's because she thinks it's one type of cult. She thought it was a pedo cult, and he says, no, it wasn't a pedo cult. It was a Satan worship cult. Yeah, because he was even saying, like, you know, a lot of that stuff that's being that you're being told was not true. Yeah. Like, like, he was like, you know, you were the one that could actually do the the chanting correctly and things like that. Yeah, it was actually what was going on. And it, I, I really would like to. You should have gone into the cult. Like what? Like why? What's the point of this? Yeah, but she believed it because she was doing those signs. He is coming. She was trying to masquerade it to look like it was this badass cult that was using blood and talking that, about somebody coming. So if she believes in that. Why would she think that has anything to do with pedophilia? It, it that is a great point, me. actually, because I never, I didn't think about that. But like, yeah, why would she put that with their symbol? Which right. obviously, like that wouldn't be no pedo cult thing. That would be more of a just religious sect of a cult, I would assume. Yes. And yeah, like she puts that, starts using that, but yeah, doesn't believe him. That that uh, okay, yeah, that's see, that's what I meant. She was seemed like she was on board, but then she gets there and she's oh no no that didn't happen. We were just we were just rented out. We were pimped out and this and that, and that was the end of it. I'm like, well, wait a minute. This goes against everything you've been saying and doing up until this point. And then that that, that ends, and then she goes off, and then next thing you know, she's chanting. I'm like, wait, look, wait look, I mean, <laughs> I, I find it ridiculous simply because of the fact that the kid is telling her about these crazy demonic dreams that he's having anyway. But the fact that she doesn't remember doesn't mean it still can't come across as satanic. It was clearly a, a satanic cult just because – she didn't believe at that point that uh, that she was having sex with the devil, you know. Right. So it doesn't mean that it, she still can't draw the symbol and write, he is coming, you know, just to make it look like it's a crazy cult. Literally, right she's, now, she's, in me. She's, <laughs> she's covering up for her son. Yeah, but so. she's dreaming about that. They show her dreaming, flashing towards the past, and they were at that one place a couple of times, and it said he is coming. She took it from there, so she's yeah, aware. But, but she, she's having visions and flashbacks, and it's coming back to her. It just okay. hasn't reached that full potential yet of, holy shit, the grand design was to bring about Satan's spawn. Yet. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but I, I didn't like, even from, a, from an effect standpoint, the fact that the kid kept breaking out and having these horrible rashes and sores and then miraculously healing. I didn't well, like seen that. that many times. What do you mean? I, I didn't like it. I didn't like yeah. it. I, I think they made it go I, away. I, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like yeah. it. Why? Huh. My, I, I liked it because yeah, he got, he was fed, healed, done. It's fine. Yeah. What, That's how one of the it. things she gets, she has to liquor herself up. There's a sequence where she watches the pimp be a pimp, hates him, says, well, there's my, there's the food for my son. But then she looks at the liquor store. Then it cuts to her downing a bottle of liquor. What for? Just to get the courage to talk to the guy? Because she doesn't do yeah. any everything else she does. She could have done cold, like sober. She could have just said, hey, yeah, I, I want think... you to fuck me in the room. No. Yeah, I think what she had in her head was like, this may be taken a bit further. But then she's seen her, how aggressive he was. So she was getting scared. She needs the courage to do this. She, she's thinking about she her had, child. She's thinking she's she needs yeah. a bottle, bottle of vodka to, to calm the nerves yeah. and, and get yeah. herself. Yeah. She's never done it before. Remember, this is the first time she's done this. How many say, pimps have you fed to doing. your son? Yeah. <laughs> Five. Just the, <laughs> the one from Demons and a few other scragglers. Like, the Rick like, one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's shy. Maybe she's shy. Maybe she never talks to men 
she's never that forward with men. And she figures if I drink, it'll give me that liquid courage to do that. I saw that as making perfect sense. I'm like, okay. And I knew where she was going to go. And I knew she was going to go talk to that guy based on what we'd seen before. I'm like, okay, she's going to take this step. To me, that it almost made perfect sense that she would need to do that. The only scene in the but, movie I actually huh. like. That pimp scene? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. Where he chokes her out? That was well shot. Yeah, where he yeah, chokes her. I got, a, I got like a hard. rock hard erection. Yeah. Like you could hang a fucking wet beach towel on it. That's how hard I was. It's the first movie where he's yelling at the screen, hey, mother, don't have another. It's, <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> it's horrible. Did you remember when she's driving? She is called. Someone's calling her, and it's Tate. The last name is Tate, and I'm like, is this? Uh, is this? Uh, like a? Uh, is is this? No, it's actually H two O. Jamie Lee Curtis like tie in. Like, do you think it was an in joke? Who said that? Yeah, in Halloween eighteen. It was one of the callbacks because, you know, they were loaded with them in that movie. Yeah. That kid, the other, the babysitter's boyfriend had a horse. Remember he had that horse on a stick? And he goes, hey, meet my horse. It's called, it's named Tate. Yeah. So that's well, it, but it's it also back to little man Tate. It's also Laurie Strode's <laughs> name or her new name in H2O. I just that's thought that was funny it. that the daughter. Do you think they did it in this movie? I don't no. care about H2, 2018. Well, why would you call her name's Laura? And then she gets, she gets a call from someone named Tate. A, ro- a Rosemary's seems- baby nod. Roman Polanski's wife, Sharon Tate. That's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that could okay. be. That makes just yeah, a weird coincidence right. then. Sharon nice. Hey, did you hear Paramount was dropping the rights to Rosemary's baby? My I buddy Matt. about that. Messaged me last night. He goes, Paramount's are drop, dropping the rights to Rosemary Baby. So if you don't have the criterion, buy it now. He's a real yeah. big Blanton. I better guy. buy. I better buy. It. I already, I already have it. Yes, yeah. so do I. So I'm just gonna hold on to it and see what happens. I guess. But yeah, that's crazy. But anyway, I didn't mean to go off. I was like, oh yeah, Rosemary's Baby. We're going uh, off. <laughs> look, I just think. Look, I'll, I just want to hop back to the special effects thing. I just feel like if this kid is coming into his own now. I feel like the scenes would have been more effective had each time he fed, maybe he healed a little, but he still had scars so you could see his torment throughout. It felt too choppy, but like, oh, I'm suffering. I'm in so much pain. I'm fine, Mommy. I love you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like maybe you saw him withering away. You saw the scars on him and it would have been more horrifying. Yeah, I could see that. But at the same time, like uh, I do like the – flip from you know all scarred up to completely healed and just like happy watching tv and giggling because it's just like it's like a you know child that's having a tantrum and you take care of them like if they're starving or whatever and you feed them food they're also just like oh nothing's wrong i'm back to being happy like he's like are we staying at so-and-so's house tonight uh no you just ate her (laughs) yeah i think he i think everything that he goes through he completely forgets happens once he yeah i i agree with that that he does yep he acts like it Yep. He only asks for food when he's in that state. Then he's asking food. And he convulses in the movie, much like Samuel did in Babadook. Yeah. Full body convulsions in both movies. <laughs> right? A little more time. Oh. <laughs> Full body convulsions. <laughs> and somebody having a baby that they maybe didn't want in the beginning of the movie. Why? Because yeah, exactly. she said, I don't want, I don't want you? <laughs> yeah. I don't want you. Uh, so I think she made that pretty clear. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, like I'm kind of curious to see like what everybody's ratings on this one will be. Yeah, I don't know if there's much else to talk about. I don't, I don't have. Uh, I feel like the scope of everybody who's sort of involved in this and how it builds. You know, it, it 
it plays like it could have just been her paranoia, but it's clearly not. Yeah. You're, I mean, this is one where it's like, it's just so obvious. You see people talking. She's not crazy, crazy. She was convinced she was crazy and, and committed to a mental institution because of everything that happened, but she's not crazy. So she's seeing all this. I'm just like, the scope of this is crazy. And that's when I'm like, 10 years? Are you kidding me? How could it take 10 years when everybody in the fucking earth is in on this? Wouldn't it have been great if they just went the same route that of the movie we just saw and it really is just her gone nuts? It would have shot dead. out that she's actually just one of the worms in the Babadook ball. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I thought I thought it was going to go that route until everybody just until like till the story kept unfolding more and more and like realized, OK, she is not crazy. Like this is actually happening to her and her son. And but another, I thought it was kind of yeah. going to go that Babadook route, Babadook route, uh, route a little bit. Well, Baba maybe Baba we Baba. actually did venture. Maybe my I didn't realize it, but maybe I just did a spoiler there. So uh, I apologize. You, you ruined it. Way to go! Yeah. And there's just one scene at the end where I'm just like, "Are you kidding me? This is such a an omen ripoff and just so cheesy and bad." I don't know. I kind of oh. that ending. Come on, it's like, oh, I did too. I, I just didn't know why. I'm gonna be so much faster than those bullets. Get the hell out of here, this <laughs> crap. Let me announce what I'm going to do. I don't know that at all. Shit, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, the exact scene that he's talking about that pretty much like was a resemblance of what happens in the Omen at the very end uh, with the father and son in the church. Yeah, in Omen, in Omen. exactly. It's literally the exact scene. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I, I didn't get yet first. Now, yeah. I, yeah. I gotcha. I'm just like, uh... Yeah, you talked me down. You talked me down. Yeah, yeah. I, say, I think even me a little bit, too. Uh, I, yeah, to... I, that's yeah. not, I never want to yeah, talk people good. down. I never want to <laughs> yes. talk people down, though, that enjoy a no, movie. No, I want to oh, talk. I'm, I'm still enjoying down. it, but, like, you know, my rating yeah. for it, like, I, I, I still enjoy the shit out of the movie, but, yeah, my rating went down a bit because of it. Yeah, that, it'd be funny if I come in the highest. Right. Well, I mean, you are acting like you hate it, so it's probably a 7 out of 10 for you. Yeah, true (laughs) enough. He's probably higher than both of us, Scott. What are you talking about, Scott? You hate a movie, it gets 9.5 out of 10. (laughs) I told Scott, I'll only watch movies that he rates 17 out of 10 or higher. (laughs) I mean, I'll I'll give my rating right now. I'm at a, uh, shit, what? You're at a mild rumble. Yeah, I think that's what it is, yeah. Uh, Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm in the mild rumble. You had to look it up. I, I had, <laughs> I'm at a low end of a mild rumble. <laughs> and I'm at a low end of a half head. As am I. Scott, you broke up there. I don't. Oh, I you think did. Brandon muted you. No, I did. Did you mute him? No. No, he muted himself. Oh. Now, so okay. Somehow I muted myself. Didn't even realize it. <laughs> <laughs> I only muted you, Christian. I didn't mute Scott. But no, uh, I'm right there with Christian. I'm uh, at the lower end of a half head. It's yep. so funny. Like we don't want to give our ratings because we want the year end. But every time we uh, we review <laughs> a movie that we know isn't going to make the list, we sort of like tell what end of it is. So we yeah, basically right? give our exact scores like, oh, three sevens and a five and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I hit my mic again as usual. You hit your mic about seventeen times today. <laughs> I don't even really, unless there's something that needs to be explained in spoilers, I don't even know if we have no. to go to a spoiler review. I, I don't honestly think there no. is. I don't think no. I'll say we pretty around. much talked around it with, like by dancing around it, yeah. I, I just think a lot of people, some of the reviews I read said that the ending ruined it, the big reveal at the end, which, I, again, 
I, I kind of la- questioning it though. I, I questioned it too. It was ridiculous, and I laughed about it. And, and there's a, just a line at the end where where one character says, "Oh, we can't tell anyone. We got to keep this on the down low." But Daddy's here to see you. Like, are you right. kidding me? Like, like yeah. it's so ridiculous and laughable. But I, I just I couldn't. I I was just like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's true that is silly see like, but this doesn't bother me i like when i'm talked down because i like when i can do it to others when someone thinks something is the cat's ass and then you talk to him and you go well, wait a minute you didn't you didn't see this problem this problem and this problem with this movie this movie isn't as good as you think it is then i step back and i go you know what you're right this movie isn't as good as i think it is my ring is going to come down that's being a that's being somebody that who can be swayed by a good opinion by you know what I mean? Instead of just holding on to your opinions like your balls and saying, I'm not budging for anybody, I respect people that can have their, their minds changed or they can change someone else's mind. That's a good thing. Now, that's, of being the cat, so... now that's the cat's ass, Dave. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I thought it was a sperm. But instead of being so freaking, a... instead of being so freaking, uh, you know, uptight about your opinion that it can never be changed, that makes no sense. So when anyone can do that, I think it's a great thing. I can be yeah. talked up or down, and I and I try to do it to other people. So I don't know. I think that that yeah, like, shows. Uh... I think it shows maturity when people can do that. So I don't mind having my. It's like I always say: if I have my mind changed, or my opinion changed, it means I learned something that day. Right. Yeah. Because if I stayed the same and just like said, "Oh, what you're saying doesn't make any sense," and I'm agreeing with you, but I'm like, "But my rating still stays the same." It's like then I didn't know. That's not how it works. Yeah. Yeah, you're being too stingy with your freaking with your rating. You know. I'm glad y'all hate the movie. Yeah. yeah, absolutely hate it. So yeah. you know, it's, yeah, totally hate it. Worst yeah. film of the year, totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Not the worst film of the year. No, no, I've already yeah. seen two or three of those that are not are gonna yeah. be hard to top. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet. Well, we gotta be out. I know that much. So, Scott, before yeah. we go, do you have anything you'd like to uh, promote? Or plug, uh, yeah. other than Brandon. <laughs> oh, well, I'll say I'll be plugging Brandon later. That's the date I'm going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, my cat butt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that ass. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> But, yes, uh, we are actually, uh, Heather and I are actually recording our uh, second part to our remix episode later tonight, uh, where we're pretty much uh, talking about... Uh, Films that were remade that were one ofs or just like uh, very popular horror films from the time and being remade and kind of doing the comparison like we did with our franchise remakes. But uh, yeah, you can find me at uh, under Kill the Cast. Uh, just search for, yeah, search for Kill the Cast and look for the Friday Nightmares podcast. And that's the show that I do with Heather. We uh, do what we watch is. We talk about the, some podcasts that we listen to. We always pick a topic and then find movies that fit that topic and just kind of have a general discussion of those movies, not really go into reviews because everyone does reviews and does them better than we probably could. So we're just like, we just wanted to do something different. Um, And then also coming out very soon, probably by the time this episode is dropped, our first episode of Controllers Up, Cards Down, the All-Star Gaming Podcast will be released. And that could be that'll be found on Legion as well. We'll be under our own feed on that one. So we'll have an audio version and a video version on Legion Podcast. And then also I am on two different shows uh, for Dark Discussions. It is uh, uh, It's Not Horror, Okay, with Heather Powell, <laughs> Nudie, Android Virus, and Mr. Venom. 
Jesus, and then... you're all a bunch of venoms here. How many <laughs> fucking shows you got? And then another one that I do is, uh, <laughs> is it really that bad? Which is with Nudie, Android Virus, and Samantha. And we pretty much find a movie that is absolutely horrible and critically bashed, and we watch it and then just make That's fun of it. That's what I asked Christian about. about Friday Nightmares. Is it really that bad? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than any of your jokes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> end of the day, that's all that matters. Uh, but yeah, that is the billion podcast I'm on at the moment. So. <laughs> Good for you, man. We don't allow Nudie's name on the show, so I'll be bleeping that out. All right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he deserves it. <laughs> yeah. That mean making veal. <laughs> mean making veal. <laughs> all the jokes. Anyway, uh, honestly, it was great having you on. I feel like we. I feel like this feels rushed. I don't know why, but we've we've gone over three hours. But yet, I feel like we could talk longer, but yeah, we won't. It feels rushed because you always have to rush off. <laughs> Like, yeah. this guy hey, I'm not the one with the one o'clock yeah. date. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we got to get him late. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not sure it. the one who says he has a one o'clock date actually has a one. This might be a Boba Duke. This might be a Boba Duke situation. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. Because yeah, I've been wanting to work with all three of you for so freaking long, and being able to have others that can keep Brandon's ass in check while talking about movies is also nice. Because <laughs> unchecked, he's a handful. Nobody can yeah. check. Sorry to disappoint you, too. <laughs> <laughs> nope, this was everything I hoped for. I was having a blast. Just All top, top I heard was you want to check my ass. Oh, you know I do. <laughs> Head first. check. <laughs> That's a smoke show into itself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be blowing smoke in his ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you do like, the rings? <laughs> yes. Can you make the rings right up the, right up the butt? <laughs> and, make them, and make them come out my mouth? <laughs> I'll use you like a pipe. <laughs> oh, that's a movie. That sound. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, right, thank guys. you guys so much for having me on. Because I, I, like I said, I've anytime, guys... anytime. And when we say anytime, we don't mean Watson anytime. Like invite yourself onto every show. <laughs> <laughs> we mean wait till we ask you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Watson's like, okay, anytime. I'm gonna, I'm coming on. Yeah. I'm hopping on the last 10 minutes of this show. Just talk about something. Leave Watson That's alone. It. We love Watson. <laughs> hey, if, if we didn't pick on him, that would mean that we're, that he should be worried. Yeah. That's exactly it. He knows. That's true. Anyway. No, thanks again. Yeah, thank you. This was a blast, and I look forward to doing this again at some point. Absolutely. Scott, when you're with your girl later, think of me. <laughs> oh, I'm, Brandon, that's who I'm going on a date with. Even if it's a girl, Brandon's face. What I'm looking at yeah. in the beanie and his hair was back. You can't say I that. Want, I want that hair sticking straight up, straight up. Now tell me, anyway. We love you long time. <laughs> hey, we're all gonna get laid. <laughs> <laughs>